0: word of god we are three english majors who have set out to analyze supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be what did it become and how i'm ash the old time fan my pronouns are v vim or I, it's and you can follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash ash comma
1: man i'm emma the late i use she her and they them pronouns you can follow me on twitter nope you can follow me on tumblr at lazarus emma
2: i'm wyatt the newcomer my pronouns are he him you can follow me on twitter at topple thrones
1: and you can follow the show on Twitter,
0: Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast.
1: Today we're talking about four, nine, I know what you did last summer, and four, ten, heaven and hell um, episodes to make people crazy. Just people mm. in general, it's no true. one specifically, certainly not me. Content
0: warnings for this episode include...
1: Content warnings for this episode include mental hospitals and
0: institutionalization, ableism and sanism... Death of parents, non-consensual kisses, suicidal ideation, self-harm, non-consensual groping, and... I can't read my own handwriting here. To... to... to dare? Okay, well.
1: If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our Ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com.
2: Speaking of which, sorry, I know I normally do the, today we're talking about X and Y, but I was thinking about something completely different and it totally (laughs) slipped my brain, which is that, hey, if you have questions, just about not even about content warnings or like, hey, you got this thing wrong. You just have general questions for us. You should write in and send them to us and maybe we'll answer them on the pod or something. We Mm -hmm. haven't done this before. We get like asks on Tumblr sometimes, but like it, it, it might be fun to have a little segment at the end where we answer questions.
1: We do have a couple of asks sitting in the inbox right now that we've like I've forwarded to you guys but we haven't answered them. So if we want to do that today, we could actually make a crack Yeah, at we it. could
2: just yeah, we could just do that. Sure. It's true.
3: Yeah. Um, so send a,
1: talk to us, guys. Talk to talk yeah. To yeah. If you. you're anything like make, me, make the dopamine of getting your yeah.
0: uh, words acknowledged on a podcast is incredible. Give it a try.
1: It's like crack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do crack. Talk to podcasters instead. Exactly. Unless exactly. you write in like a
2: really bad question, they make fun of you, but we'll never do that. Well, <laughs>
0: well only if
1: it's a really bad question. Only if it's a really if bad question. If you send in John apology, uh, we will make fun of you. <sighs> yes. Um, so if that's all, right. all, then I can get started with the synopsis. Yeah, let's go. I don't go. know why I put a TH in there somewhere.
3: Uh, stenop- so, stenop- I, don't, I don't even know
1: where it went. I'll have to listen back over and find out. Um, so 4.9 is I Know What You Did Last Summer, written by Sarah Gamble, which explains a lot about it. Um, mm-hmm. And so after a very long, plot-heavy recap, we open in a hospital with a girl named Anna, who somehow knows all about this season four apocalypse plot from what she calls listening. Uh, and then an attendant comes in and she recognizes his face as a demon before his eyes even go black, and somehow she telekinetically, like, Does the Sam thing and pushes a chest of drawers at him to escape title card. Uh, We see Sam and Dean hustling pool. It's really cute. I love this scene. And then Sam spots Ruby across the bar, so he drops the bit to go talk to her. Uh, Ruby tells scene. them about Anna Milton who's the cold open girl and the love of my life and says that the demons <laughs> want to capture her alive and so they take the case but Dean is annoyed about it because he doesn't know why Sam trusts Ruby. Sam says Dean isn't telling him about hell so they both have secrets but we as a privileged audience member get to see a six months earlier flashback. Uh, so this is right after Dean died. Sam is not doing well. He summons a crossroad demon. Uh, notably, the crossroad demon is a man this time. Queer Sammy writes, um, but the demon refuses to swap them back because they have everything right how they want it, or whatever.
2: I was, I was thinking about the demon being a man so much.
1: It,
0: why would they do that? Used I don't crossroad know. Demons being dudes,
1: but it doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: I yeah. mean, no, I just later, it's not paying attention to the gender politics yeah. of. It happened events.
2: only because yeah because he's because not gonna he have kiss going to kiss him make the deal yeah yeah,
3: yeah
1: they're,
0: they're they're not at season five yet they don't have the balls yet
3: <laughs>
1: anyway so back in the present the boys visit Anna's hospital and they're told about her quote religious delusions about the apocalypse which started two months ago so when Dean got back from hell um, they see her sketchbook shows her knowledge of recent episodes I mean events uh, so they go check her house and find her parents dead before they try her church. Uh, where they find her and Anna knows them immediately and tells them that the angels talk about them and she overhears them in her head, which explains why the demons want her. Um, Ruby arrives, which scares Anna because she can again see her true face. And Ruby says there's a big bad demon coming, so they have to go now. And Sam has to pull this demon immediately or they're going to die or whatever, um, which Dean obviously doesn't like. And then bam, the door like blasts open and like just some guy walks in. Uh, Sam fails to exercise him, and Dean goes at him with Ruby's knife, but also fails. We learn during this little scuffle that it's this demon's name is Alistair, and he and Dean were, quote, close in hell. Uh, to escape this shitty little fight, the boys jump through the church window, leaving behind the knife, and next we see them stitching themselves up and having a little chat. Dean continues to mistrust Ruby, but Sam says that she saved his life, so cue another flashback. This time Sam is actually narrating. Um, Not narrate Like, it's... Sam is telling this scene, not just thinking about it. Um, And so this is again six months ago. Two demons drunk, jump a drunk Sam. I'm doing great. Um, Two demons drunk, nope. (laughs) Two demons jump a drunk Sam. Uh, One of them is a woman who takes Ruby's knife and surprise, turns out to be Ruby um, who has been given a second chance by Lilith to take Sam out. And obviously she stabs the other guy instead. They make a run for it. She says that she's a fugitive now for Sam. Um, hold that thought for mirror reasons. And he should be grateful. But Sam says that he has no use for her if she can't save Dean. Um, and then she switches vessels to a Jane Doe, whose life support just got cut out. So the spirit is gone, the body is empty, and she can ethically be using this person's body. Um, and guess, so now sure. Sam accepts, yeah like, quote-unquote, ethically, Um, and Sam accepts Ruby's help in getting Lilith, so Ruby demands patience and sobriety so that they can actually get this right, and thus embarks their great partnership. We get a brief cut to the present as a reminder that Sam is telling this to Dean, and then another scene in the past where Sam fails to mind-exercise a demon. Ruby's, like, really sympathetic about his loss, and then she kisses him, which he flips out about. And then they just have sex anyway. I do want to make it clear, like, this is consensual sex. She didn't just, like, continue yeah. after he said no, but, like, it's, I don't like this scene. We'll talk about no. it. Um, like, it's just, it is it is bad for me personally. I don't like it. Um, cut back to Dean, who's grossed out by hearing his brother have, about, hearing about his brother having sex. I swear these words are going in order sometimes. I, um, I have <laughs>
2: questions about this, but we'll talk about it later.
1: Mm -hmm. And so skipping ahead, Sam tells Dean about hearing Lilith was in town, now we're only five months ago, and he's going after her in a reckless, quote, kamikaze mission against Ruby's advice, like, knife to her throat against her advice. Oh, Sammy. Uh, So he sneaks in and gets baited by a little blonde girl who is not possessed, and then he's jumped by two big demons until Ruby shows up and saves him, and then she loses the knife and she's threatened until Sam comes back and exercises the guy attacking her, so, like, power couple. Um, And back in the present, Sam says that what Ruby said about, like, Dean and sobriety and etc. really got through to him because it's what Dean would have said. And then at that moment, Ruby in the body of a maid comes into the, I should say a black maid, um, comes into the room to tell Sam where she and Anna are hiding and at the cabin. And it says, Ruby's not like other demons. And Dean awkwardly sort of thanks Ruby for helping Sam. Anna finds out about her parents being dead, and then she says they're coming, uh, which is when Ruby learns that they've lost the knife. And then Cass and Uriel come in. Hi. Uriel's mean about Ruby, and Cass says they're here to kill Anna. And then it's to, yeah. to, to be continued, which we'll get what to a, what after a, we discuss this episode.
2: What a good cliffhanger, I'll say.
1: Mm. So now we've seen Sammy. It's true. We got the little between season three and four sneak peek preview catch-up montage flashbacks just throwing words at the, sp- the wall like spaghetti.
2: So, I was having thoughts about how we talk about these two episodes because they're the they're extremely causally linked and I vote that we just I I know it is revealed next episode, but um we should just talk about how she's an angel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that okay. would. I feel like Make there's a lot no easier. real reason yeah. to tiptoe around that. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we That's... find out
0: in the next episode that Anna is an angel who ripped out her own grace yeah. and fell to Earth as a human.
1: So... Which is neat. And had, like, it is... had no memory of it. She yeah, wasn't listening to them this whole time. like She she had to remember the next episode.
2: If we were... If this was like the second... If it had, if the chips had fallen as they may and the next part was in the next episode, like I'd have a lot more speculation, but we don't even have to worry about that. Uh, at first, I thought she had the Shining, like Sam, but but no, she's an angel. She's
1: an angel. And what was your reaction blueprint? to that?
2: Um, Literally I thought... did everything. I'll probably talk more about this a little bit later once we've, like, covered things in more detail, but in general, I thought this was a very good pair of episodes. Um... I, I said a long time ago, like, oh, with the Monster of the Week nature of the show, I'm curious what's going to happen when it gets more plotty or, like, gets more into the, like, overarching story. And if it's stuff like this of, like, angels f- debating what it's like to be human and, like, the the value of, like, giving up, like, great power and, like, um, knowledge of who you are and that you're doing good or whatever to embrace, like, the more... The like ambiguity, the ups and downs of being a person, I think that's pretty the epic interesting. Highs and lows. yeah, the epic, <laughs> highs and lows. Yeah, the epic <laughs> Thank you <I'll>
3: bash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's true though that is what she wanted yeah, the epic
1: um, yeah, and yeah lows I think there's, there's a lot school. of really good. Anna Milton just wanted to play high school football.
2: It's true. um there's a lot of really good scenes between Anna and Dean that we'll talk about. Um, it's so good yeah these were yeah. these were good episodes.
1: Um, so most of what there is to chew on in this pair of episodes is in the next is, episode, yeah. but this one is the Sami-centric one. So we yeah. we will talk about Sammy talk, in this. Yeah.
2: Um. One other thing I had is that like, I think I like the show better, at least thematically, if not what's mm-hmm. actually happening on screen, when it's not dealing with monsters. <laughs> I think it's well. M- so we're so we'll see if that changes but I guess it's just for the moment considering how much we've dealt with monsters it's a nice change of pace and I don't have to mm-hmm. constantly be talking about the show's like dehumanization of like characters yeah it's like that that's not really a big thing like the the themes are different in these two episodes and they often are in like the monster of the week episodes when it's like oh how how far is it until this human is no longer human and can be killed safely, morally, etc. It we
0: becomes about less that all about. The time. It becomes less about hunters versus monsters and more about humanity versus heaven and hell. Yeah, cuz you know, I think the two. <laughs>
2: the the like mutable nature between angels, demons and humans I think is pretty interesting. The fact that mm-hmm. yeah. like an angel can become a human and thus could become a demon because all demons are human yeah. is like a cool mm-hmm. like through line I guess. Um it does not go up as far as we've seen so far. A human cannot become an angel. I don't think, although also I mean if it's just the power, if it's just grace could a human eat that and become I think it would an probably angel? Kill them. I'm thinking like it would probably Jackson,
1: like eating connector for a mortal yeah. like it would kill yeah. you. There, um,
0: it there is, body is some human. stuff that gets fleshed out in like the last season.
2: Okay, or the last
0: two seasons. Oh boy! All so right. I won't say anything about. All it. Right, but all right. All right. The, the show is not really concerned in about that so much. It doesn't even really answer the question of whether or not an, an a fallen angel can become a demon. If that's...
2: like, oh, that's it, too it's, bad. That's too bad. It doesn't that's my so, new right OC. <laughs> that's so interesting. That's such an interesting thing to explore. It's right there.
0: It doesn't answer the question of like, does a falling does a fallen angel have a soul? Therefore, can that soul be condemned to hell? Like, cause... I think if
1: it's a person, then like. There's no reason why like if Anna had died without her grace, she would have had to go somewhere.
3: I love well, doing yeah. this.
1: Well yeah. But
0: it's also like the show never says anything about it. So there's I love a lot of, like blank space. It's really fun to purgatory.
2: With. It's so fun doing this. Because I, I get to be like, Ooh, here's all these interesting things you could do with this idea. <laughs> and then Ash is just like, No, that never happens. Sorry to disappoint. This is, this is No, I love having my expectations thoroughly dashed upon the rocks.
0: <laughs> dashed upon the rocks of the mess that is supernatural. Um, at least not in my memory. Yeah. But we do get lots of angels, so who knows? All right. Don't write in telling us that, telling me that I'm wrong because I have no memory. It's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: my first note is literally in all caps, Anna Milton, the blueprint. Uh, that one's for you, Desticule. Okay.
1: Um, I just love her. I love, I love her, her little so like much. blank stare when she's listening to mm-hmm. Angel Radio. Um, she just like so does good. this this like mm-hmm. middle distance eyes and like slight head. She's heads a good up. actress. She's Such a weirdo. Mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, I know how many more episodes she's going to be in because I always it's it's hard mm-hmm. to avoid this with me looking at the actors. Um, so it's cool to see. I I won't say how many, but it's cool to see that she's coming <laughs> back. I assume. I mean, there's lots of stuff to talk about Anna in this one, but I'm curious if, like, the, the way y'all are talking about her means that there's some stuff hap- that's going to happen later that we can dig into even more.
1: Oh, I don't I'm know. specifically thinking of a few episodes from now, like, is where most of it comes in for me, but there's a later episode after that. So, like, we get to talk is about it... her plenty. Emma then, is it on the head so
0: of the pin and the man who would be king. <sighs>
1: It's on the head of a pin, and mm. the song remains the same, I think. Ah. Uh,
0: I, I know that there are a couple of episodes that make the Desticule go crazy, and that's the only uh-huh. thing I know about them, really.
1: I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen most of the big-name episodes. I'm just like, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> that's it's the so one true. where Cass I've thing. I've seen sets.
0: I can put together the plot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Orpheus look-back episode. God.
0: Don't even talk to me about the Orpheus.
1: back. <laughs> Um, anyway, my my next note is um, Anna says the end is coming, the apocalypse, and the psychologist who's taking notes on everything she's saying says the apocalypse like in the Bible, and she says kind of
2: kind of fascinating, That's true. which I guess it's... is just
1: like the show doing its thing where it says like, oh, yeah. we have the real revelations, yeah. to excuse the fact that it's not going to be like strictly aligned with biblical canon. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it slaps when they do heresy a little bit.
2: <laughs> they love so to do heresy a little bit. They they simply love it. It's sexy
1: to do a little bit of heresy. It's true. Oh, I forgot to mention in my synopsis. Um, Anna's recap of the plot includes saying that Lilith is going to break, is trying to break the sixty-six seals. Um, and it's not just sixty-six seals yeah, exist. There yeah. are about six hundred of them, and she has to break sixty-six. No,
2: no, no. Emma specifically. There are six hundred and sixty-six seals.
1: No,
0: she says there are over 600 seals, and she only has to break 66 of them. That doesn't mean that there's exactly 666, that just means there's over It's likely. It's It's likely, it is. Come on,
2: guys, there's 666 (laughs) seals, the number's right there, what are you talking about? (laughs) They said 600 for a reason, over 600.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it's not textual. It's sure. It's like a subtextual. It's a very easy
1: sure. to make. Sure,
2: fine.
0: <laughs> cannot, you cannot confuse Fanon with canon, Wyatt, especially not in this uh-huh.
2: show. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, this is stupid.
1: <laughs> I think it's cool as a way of raising the stakes. Like, it's not just, oh, if you stop her from doing one, she can't do it anymore. It's like, you have to stop her from doing 601. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just like that's so many seals. That's so many it's things so many. you can do. It's that's so, such a so big easy checklist. for her. Why is
1: like yeah?
2: It's really easy.
1: Why did you make six hundred sixty-six seals?
2: How come it's taken this long for the apocalypse to happen if it was this easy?
3: Oh, like you could. We do get an answer on that. that.
2: Okay. I mean, I guess it's that, like, there are so many demons out now, but still, you could slow burn that over centuries, right? Unless it's, like, a threshold period. Uh, well, there's like an instigating
0: in... <laughs> seal. There's one yeah, seal that has there's... to be the first
1: yeah. seal, okay. we don't know about yet. Yeah, that's what I meant when we said we do get an answer. Like, we will find out why now. Um but for it's now nice it is pretty frustrating. It's just well, like, hmm,
3: why? I would
2: still like to finish the stupid metaphor I was about to give, which is it's oh, like a it. combo meter in a video game where you have to keep hitting or else you'll lose your S rank if you wait too long. It's not cumulative, You're it goes back down. You're such a
3: dork. <laughs> You're
0: such a nerd. You are so lame.
2: <laughs> I'm happy. I'm 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 pleased with that. I'm fine with it. But...
0: <laughs> of course you are. Have you beaten Elden Ring yet, Wyatt?
2: No, I'm so close. I haven't had time in the past few days. God, I have definitely kind of spent... I'm a busy boy. I got a podcast. Anyway. It's
3: true. It's true. So, um.
1: <laughs> um, I really like how when Anna's saying, like... I keep saying Anna. When Anna's saying, like, accent. the world is ending, etc. She says, so smoke them if you got them. Uh, I think it's just, like, really... Outside of her usual dialogue characteristics yeah. so far, like it it feels out of character in like a really tasty way, like she's being weird. She's like, All right, the world is ending. It's time to drop this dreamy Manic Pixie Dream Girl vacant mm-hmm. gaze.
2: I noted that down. It it I know this episode was written by Sarah Gamble, but that felt very like a Kripkeism to me. Um yeah. I know it's not. I wrote there's a lot of Kripkeisms in the next episode that I wrote down.
1: <laughs> yeah. My seragambalism sort of like, in this said, episode is that like they say bitch so many times. It's
2: true. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, like I, I I'm i I've said it it feels like it I wish it hadn't taken me this long to start identifying Kripkeisms because he's almost done. We only we don't have that many more Kripke episodes. Thank God. We could maybe we could, mm-hmm. maybe we could go back and look at the dialogue in Kripke episodes when we do our, no, that's f- the, our 50th. Retro. Yeah, I was about to say when we do our retrospective, because, um, yeah, there's it's, it's like I said before. It's very distinct when the, it's a creepy episode.
0: Yes, yeah, you can smell
1: it.
2: Um. Anyway, I just wanted to say Anna has really nice hair. Shout out, out to this actress. Yeah, it's a nice she's sheet of so red.
1: Julie McNiven. She's... I am free on Saturdays. She's... I'm just
3: kidding. I'm not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, so um, we get a we get a another attack of the waist high furniture, but this time it's used mm-hmm. for good. It's also <laughs> higher than waist height. So it's like chest height this time. I but...
0: love how it. Fucking flat out knocks his
1: ass
2: out. Yeah, he gets. Owned. Yeah, he's literally a
1: demon. Like, they're supposed to be yeah, super strong. It's really this funny. chest of drawers is made it's out of iron. Or something. It's so funny. Shout
2: I just, out. I always find it funny whenever someone gets owned by furniture in this show. It happens so often.
1: It's, great. it's so good.
2: I mean, it makes sense considering how, like, you know, it's a TV show and thus, like, the easiest way to show magic powers is using a physical object that you can just manipulate like, using movie magic instead of, like, having big, like, fancy CGI effects or whatever. It makes sense. It's just funny.
0: It, no, it is mm-hmm. absolutely funny.
1: Oh, speaking of funny, he, like, comes in and she's like, oh, God, your face, what happened to your face? She doesn't actually say God. I should clarify. That would be really cool. She does not oh. say anything about God. Um, And he says, I know, and does, like, the demon black eye flash, and he yeah. says, I'm downright kissable. I love it. It felt like, like, Sarah Gamble was like, I miss writing Dean. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like that was a very Dean coded line it was for very, this demon. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean You know, the quippy nature of demons is not dissimilar to Dean, which is maybe why he would make such yeah, a good exactly. demon. He has the he has the credentials.
1: He's already passed his bitch test. It's true. Including that he says bitch too much. Yep. Anyway, Anna Milton Girl Boss um i i'm like jumping around the scene a lot but she also says like because there's so many seals and she only has to break 66 um that's why the angels are losing which i love as a sentence like yeah it makes sense but also like the angels are losing that's so cool
2: yeah um yeah i have thoughts about that and like the angels relationship with what they're doing and god and what god's plan is in the show Re some stuff she says with to Dean Um, but in the meantime, we see the boys actually hustling pool. This is it's the so first good. time. Yeah. we four this is how they make most of their money. We're like four and a half seasons in and we finally see it. And it's a good grift they got. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. clever. They're clever boys. They're
0: very yeah.
1: smart. So the bit is that Sam is acting extremely drunk. He's like, No, no, just let me win back my money, right? Um, and Dean is like, "Come on, he's too drunk to to be betting. Leave him alone, you know." Um, and Sam's like, "Go away, I'm fine." And raises the bet. And the guy sees easy money, and he's like, "Yeah, of course." Um, and then Sam, it's like they exchange a look, and for a second, Sam is like very clearly sober. Yeah. And yeah. Then like Dean makes a face, and then Sam like starts the game, and immediately like is doing really well. But then he spots Ruby, and he abandons it. Yeah. Which annoys Dean. You just "Keep the strange. money."
2: Which is, yeah. which is... Like, Ruby's know. not
1: going anywhere. It's fine. Yeah. You can it's, win your it's,
2: $500. It's elegant screenwriting, at the very least, to show us how much this matters to him, but also from a purely, like, uh, logistical standpoint. You need that money. You don't have a job.
3: Yeah. She,
1: she can well, wait, like, an card extra cards. 10 minutes. They just don't have cash.
2: Sure. Fine. But...
1: um, I do really like that we get to see this the same way that uh, later we get to see their first aid. Yeah. Um, this yeah, is an episode yep. where we actually get to see the boys doing things that are part of their everyday routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I've always seen the new first aid before, but not as often. Yeah. yeah I, I do like, like that it, scene.
1: It feels like this episode in particular was paying attention to like what it would be like to be them. It, mm-hmm.
2: um, this is This is also... Uh, like jumping into hey, it's time for Wyatt to talk about tabletop games a little bit. This is <laughs> this is a thing I appreciate about media, about violence, is to also show the aftermath and the like effects it has.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, they Down gotta they gotta
2: heal up, they gotta go into downtime, yeah.
1: Gotta take a long rest. We'll see that's Okay, the... if you
0: have to bring Dungeons and Dragons into this. I did.
1: <laughs> like, I'm sorry our audience isn't as snobby as you are. <laughs> I'm not snobby! I just don't like D&D. Well, this I have is I mean, taste.
2: okay, now we're actually talking about this. This is the difference for me. This is why I like different systems of like health and damage than D&D's because D&D is just an abstract number that does not actually like mean anything in the fiction except for what you want it to mean and then like is just hand-waved with back up to full with a long rest. Whereas like Games with more, like, down-to-earth or visceral systems of harm where, like, you know how your character is hurt and, like, the time it will take to, like, remove that or, like, heal that back up. I like it. I feel like it's just, for me, like, philosophically, I'm interested in violence always being, like, messy and taking time to recover from afterwards.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm just imagining the clip of just, I'm interested in violence. (laughs) <laughs> me.
2: Well, media me, about violence, you know what I mean. Me, anyway, Eric say anything. Point, <laughs> my point, bringing it back to the show, is often the boys get hurt, and we don't see like the aftermath of that, and it's cool mm-hmm. to see it. Makes it feel more real instead of just like, oh, they put makeup on the boys again, and they're not going to have any scars or anything next episode. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I think it's funny that Dean tries to, Dean's hatred of Ruby continues, and he's like, I don't want to do this because Ruby told us to, and he's like, we're working a case, but thanks. He's like, well, actually, um, (laughs) and then Dean says, oh, we have big leads, in a a way that is extremely bad at lying.
1: Mm -hmm. Big leads. And she goes, sounds dangerous. She's like, sick of his shit. It's so, yeah, fun. I think I you know what, these two episodes turn me into a Dean Ruby treasure. I think they have potential, it's very funny. <laughs> okay, like I think and they would be out. terrible for each other, but they have so yeah. much fun just snarking at each other. It's, it's true, it compels me.
0: They need to be like rivals, and they have like they have sex once, and then they're like, actually, that sucked, let's just go back to arguing. Yeah, yeah,
2: that feels right to me. Anyway, Dean um, calls her a hell bitch. I noted that down. Didn't like that. Um, yeah. This is where he's like, you're BFS of the demon? And Sam's like, I told you. And then they this is where we get the flashback.
1: Yeah. Um, I like this flashback. Well, right, be- right before that, actually, Dean's oh, okay. like, you want to fill in a little detail? And Sam says, sure, Dean, let's trade stories. You first. How is hell? Don't spare yeah, the details. Yeah, right, 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 right. Ouch. Right.
2: He's yeah. such a bitch. Yeah, it's good. I love it's him. A, it's a good comeback. Mm-hmm. they both got they both got things they are ashamed of a little bit
1: uh-huh hmm. God, next episode actually made me cry, so let's move on from here before I start crying again. Um, I like Sam's desperation in this demon scene. the crossroads demon yeah. scene It's really good, um, yeah. he like stabs the guy in the hand to stop him from walking away really he's good. He's angry and desperate, and it's good. And it's tasty. Love when Sammy gets to be messed up. So that true. being said, I had to look at Jared's face so much in this episode. It's,
0: yeah. It's true. There was very much Jared here. Derogatory.
1: Yeah. Also, he, like, threw his, I don't know, beer can or bottle or whatever he was drinking. Um, Sammy Litterbug Moments 2.0. <laughs> Cancelled. Yeah. But again, like, it's good for pointing out his... What's the word I'm looking for? Not apathy, although that too.
2: His like desperation, or yeah. his like, not. I know what you mean. Like he's sunk he's so like, far that he doesn't yes, care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> uh, also, good. when
1: like the it. demon shows up, there's like a street lamp over his head. It's Love right. halo imagery. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's really. We get good. some more in the next few episodes. Season four and five are really good with the halo imagery mm-hmm. and wings. Thanks.
2: Sam wants to um, trade places. That's sad.
1: Yeah. Don't he want says ten I'm years. round and round, The year. Winchesters go. Yeah. yeah, that's the show.
0: We'll stop. Nobody knows. Um, we do know.
2: It's true.
1: Unfortunately,
2: this demon says. Wait, why, you made... didn't
1: even finish the line. He said, "I don't oh, want yeah. ten years."
2: I want ten years. I don't want one year. I don't want candy. I want to trade places with Dean. <laughs>
1: I don't want candy. Maybe burst out laughing in the silly. middle of the it's scene. It's very silly. <laughs> it's yeah.
2: I had to rewind, I was like, did you just say that? I don't get what they're going with here. It's probably a reference that, to something that I didn't get, but
1: I um, think the point is just like he doesn't want any like he doesn't have nice a things. desire other yeah. than to be dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oof. Yeah. Putting it like that, big oof. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, the demon's like, no, we got Dean right where we got him. Go ahead. You want to kill me? Go ahead. I've made peace with my lord, which is fascinating. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so, after, uh, Sam's little Crossroads thing, uh, we cut back to them talking to the psychologist, um, it's like, apparently the blow caused some amnesia, which is, like, yeah, the demon left that guy, mm-hmm. um...
1: Mm-hmm. And I like how they can do that as shorthand, like, we understand the lore of yeah. the world enough yeah. to just let them do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we got some, got some mid-aughts. Like psychology stuff going on here. Psychologist yeah. says two months ago she was happy. Well, she was a ha-. transcript is wrong. She was a happy. Well, just a journalism major. Lots of friends. Bright future. He's like, so what happened? She just flipped. Psychologist says, well, that's the tragedy of schizophrenia. Within weeks, Anna was overtaken by delusions. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a psychologist. And also, a lot of the time, psychologists are wrong. You should listen to people's like lived experiences about their brain situations. However, I'm pretty sure even like in the in the literature, that's not how schizophrenia works. <laughs> I don't think it's just a yeah, flip. Like this doesn't seem
1: like a, the best depiction of like mental. I don't know if disorders is the right word, um, but also like at least it's not actually what's happening to her. So like it yeah. makes sense that they're wrong. I don't know. Yeah,
2: but the psycho. This is what the this is a trained psychologist. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's yeah. like this is a normal thing that happens. That's the tragedy of schizophrenia.
3: Hmm.
2: Anyway. There's none of that down. Um, that demons are everywhere. I I do like the the psychologist being like it's not uncommon for our patients to believe that monsters real. And Dean's like, yeah, mm. uh huh.
1: Yeah, which kind of raises the question of like, how many patients here actually yeah. just like know things, but it's yeah. just never going to address that ever.
2: Another interesting blank space that will never be explored.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I like Anna's sketchbook.
2: Yeah, it rules. It's great. It's it's very cool uh, as a way for the show to be like, yeah, she knows, she knows all the things. Here's the stuff that the boys saw. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dean's like, that's Revelations, and the psychologist says, since when does the Book of Revelations have jack o' lanterns? Uh, because there's a very good drawing of the Sam Hain episode that just happened.
3: Mm-hmm. And he, and he says, says, it's
1: a it's a little known <laughs> translation. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: As we learn that her father was a church deacon. Um, also, she keeps drawing. They learn later that she keeps drawing the like window of her church, which does not actually. I don't know why that happened because unless she just like foresaw that the boys would jump through it, but it's like it's given more significance than it actually has in the plot, and I don't know why.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know when you like learn to draw one thing and you get really good at drawing that one uh-huh. thing and you keep drawing that you one thing over and over. That's Anna in the window.
2: They do use it to find where she is, I guess, but.
1: Yeah. That doesn't
2: explain why she kept drawing it.
1: I I Uh, mean, the the logic the boys have is like, if you were scared and there's demons on your ass and you're religious, where would you go? The church. So, like, I I get it makes sense for her to be thinking about the church, not so much for her to be drawing it, but it's fine.
2: Yeah. Anyway, rip to her parents.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Is this mark, mark
2: another Amy for the bingo Milton. card of the boys uh, walking into someone's house uninvited and finding them dead. Yeah. It happens a lot.
1: Also, the sign on their front door, or, like, next to their front door, says the Miltons, but it's got an apostrophe in the wrong place. I hate when they do that. I hate it. This is, like, the second time this has happened to me. It's so mm. annoying. I hate it.
2: I didn't notice that, but I wasn't looking too hard. That, that is annoying. I'm also annoyed <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> um. Also, before they go, well, like, when when they're going into the house, they, like jump up the steps in like perfect sync it's cute it is cute that's adorable and sam does like this annoyed sigh when they find the dead bodies he's like like, like, not again dead bodies again
2: more dead bodies it'd be nice if for once we walked into a house and the people there were alive (laughs) that happens but you know
1: and he does the like poke the sulfur and sniff it yeah. Like, it's yellow powder. What other yellow powders are you encountering in your life?
2: They do it all the time. We make fun of this all the time.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's funny. Stop sniffing it. It's so dumb. And then he makes a
0: face, like...
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, it does stink. It smells like rotten <laughs> eggs, famously. Like, you don't need to sniff it. No, yeah. He, like, put it right up to his face to sniff it, too. Like, it, it's sulfur. It smells. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. It's just stupid. It's always stupid. Mm. <laughs> Me when I'm watching Supernatural and it's stupid. <sighs> yeah. Um. So they find her in the attic. She's like standing behind some stained glass type thing of an angel. Hell yes. Hell yes. She's really she, good. Yeah. It's so good. It's nice, tasty foreshadowing in the set dressing.
2: I love to watch the boys like walk slowly into a place with their guns drawn and then sheepishly put them away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just stop taking your guns out, guys.
2: Well, what if they get attacked Sun's by a monster? Sun's not out. <laughs> yeah, it's dark in here. I like the prominence of this stained glass window in the scene. Just this massive, like, mm-hmm. purple-pink window, like, with it's a shadow so on the floor.
1: Love stained glass. This is literally that tweet about, like, Catholicism and the aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um... Anna recognizes them immediately. That's fun. I she like goes, that. She's like, You're Dean? You're the Dean, yeah.
1: And he's like, uh, yeah, the Dean, I guess. It's so good. That's the That's Dean. Adorable.
2: The angels talk about him. He's famous.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Dean coins the term angel radio, um, which yeah. the show then great. just uses for that forever.
3: Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh,
0: when When Anna, like... Kind of talks about how Dean's like super important. Dean gets this little face, and then Sam is very tenth Doctor. Whenever Jack Harkness is in the room, he's like, "Oh my God, not now, <laughs> not again, <laughs> not this shit." It's really good. Stop it, the Dean.
1: Uh, so Dean Dean says they lock you up with the case of the crazies when really you were just tuning into Angel Radio, which certainly is a way of putting it. And she goes, "Yes, yeah. thank you." Like it, she's so glad to be believed. It's really good.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's like, finally, someone gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, re-watching
2: and rethinking about this episode, now that I know she's an angel, I think this actress is doing a good job being, like, slightly ethereal, if that makes any no, sense. It's, no, you're she, up, has yeah. a, she has a way of talking that is a little bit similar to, like, the way Castiel talks. Of like, Yeah! There's, there's a certain gravitas behind, like, her words. Like, she's very considered, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Cass is the same way. There, I did it. I call it Nick nickname
1: The same way, Anna Melton the blueprint. Yeah, they are each other. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, then she says that the first words she heard on Angel Radio, clear as yeah. a bell, Dean Winchester is saved. Oh, I'm just saying that that's what triggered Famous lines to make her, you crazy. Like
2: back into, back to tuning in. Yeah, that's how loud Cass yelled it. Yeah, it's sort of convenient of like this is the Super thing that made me do activated. It. Not like yeah, not like. I don't know, one of the seals being broken or whatever, but it's fine. It, it
1: still fucks.
2: It's 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 important it's enough so to good make as a sense concept for that, that we'll being let it the happen. thing to have awoken her, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what really doesn't make sense? This statue bleeding.
2: Yeah, but it's of... sick, though. It's sick.
1: It's so cool, I'll let it happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's so much stupider than, like, the rest of this episode. It's just, like, it looks so cool that I really don't even care.
2: Yeah. I mean, it does a good, like... We've talked before about how like cosmic horror stuff with angels and demons is really good. And mm-hmm. this like build up toward Alistair showing up was that fully of being like, Oh, this is a big guy, he's really scary. We're skipping ahead a little bit, Ruby like comes in and warns him and all that. Um, and mm-hmm. Ruby's like, It's too late, he's already here and they're like trying to hide and prepare themselves, um, and like get ready, and then the door bursts open and it's just a guy. It's just a dude, like Emma <laughs> it's said Literally earlier. just like some
1: white man in a suit.
2: Yeah, like he's threatening. Like the, I, I feel like he's better in some of the later scenes he's in than here. This fight scene's kind of lame. Um, but like you know, I'm, I'm. It's always just gonna. They be guys, should let demons look scary. Like, they should let demons look scary. I want to see a mm-hmm. jacked up dude. I want to see a well, scary demon man.
0: It's he does get cool when Sam stabs him with the knife. Or no, Sam tries to exercise him with his brain. It is cool his when eyes Sam... And yeah. up.
2: Yeah, it is and cool. he's
0: got the same white eyes as Lilith. It's really good. It's I forgot he had me. the white eyes. Fucking incredible. The best. He's so yeah, bad it's and
2: like,
1: scary. Yeah,
2: You know, the show keeps... And it doesn't... You can do this. Like, you can do like existential horror by like not showing people the monster and like showing a human and like having the characters react or having some characters react in a way that makes them clearly not human. But you need to be a very skilled like horror cinematographer and like use imagery good and stuff like that. And the show's Mm -hmm. not that great at that. (laughs) It's like it's just a guy. I don't feel any existential dread looking at 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 this. Not this time. It's yeah, you know, sure. There's a lot of different cinematographers and a lot of different goals that the show has, but like is not We're not watching a horror TV show.
1: <laughs> we're supposed to be.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's, it's you I know, like... I what
1: Netflix says. It reminds me, Ominous, Dark, Scary. I'm like, oh, you mean the Men in Jeans show?
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so true.
2: It's like, it shares a deeper similarity with, like, Buffy or X-Files, which also, neither of those are horror either. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, X-Files is probably the closest. Like, it has some scary bits, but, like... It's not really what the goal is. It's more the spooky vibes than it is full on horror. There's like a good there's a good post I read a while back that's like the difference between spooky and horror. Um, and this show Mm -hmm. is spooky and not horror. Yeah, it might have been an article. It might have been something on a podcast. I don't know where it came from, but it's in my head. Like those two things are different.
1: Um, actually, it might
2: have been something Mitch said. I don't know.
1: The Way that Alistair sends Sam like flying down the stairs it looks so stupid. It's so funny. Yeah. It does.
0: It really does. He like
1: fucking does like a force throw. Which like in theory would have been fine, except it looks incredibly bad. Like he's just mm-hmm. like zooming along a wire and then he gets thrown down the stair. Like it looks so stupid. It's very funny. Um and of to, course to- you have to, to look at Jared's face while he's doing that. So <laughs>
2: to go back slightly just cuz we've we've zoomed ahead when ruby storms in it's like she conveniently cut off the like the boys having to talk to poor anna about her parents mm-hmm. um but uh i like anna's like her face like freaked out looking at ruby that that is mm-hmm. good like reminding us that ruby is a demon
1: mm-hmm. and that it's weird that they trust her
2: yeah mhm um anyway alistair's like it's my old buddy dean yeah. hey. we were so close in hell <laughs> Also the the you know, I'm wearing a pediatrician line is good. It's yeah.
0: so good um, I love it.
2: This becomes more noticeable later but I don't know what's up with this voice that that this actor is doing for Alistair. It sounds like what if Truman Capote was like a New York gangster I it's weird
0: It's very it's interesting but also I think Alistair's voice kind of like a Zazel makes him very memorable
2: yeah no it's super true he it sure is a hard to forget performance it's just yeah. like what an interesting decision
0: yeah like what
2: <laughs> why is the demon you're so pretty
0: you like yeah why is this demon so free it's I, he's okay, there a gamble
2: right
3: it's
0: true there's two requirements but like a to lot of it a, demon. a
2: lot of it is the actors mannerisms and not the specific dialogue mm-hmm. I'd I'd like I don't want to give I don't want to not give credit, but also I, will, I want, don't want to give too much credit and that like a lot comes out for characters like this with like the choices mm-hmm. that the directing and the actors make more so than just what's in the script.
0: There's two things you need to be in order to be a demon. You need to be bitchy and you need to be fruity. Fair enough. That's it.
1: That's all you need. I'm already there, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, um when sam tries to stab alistair hold on right before that uh he tries to stab him and like i don't know i guess he misses or he's immune or whatever but yeah, he's alistair immune. says you're like gonna immune. have to try yeah you're gonna have to try a whole lot harder than that son um i love when characters refer to the winchesters as son i understand yeah. that it's like a perfectly normal way to talk i mean maybe not normal like it's it's something that happens <laughs> people say that but um it hmm. always hits
2: I think it's just, like, he's a boss, so he has more HP looking at this. It's, like, they stab, he's, Sam stabs him in the shoulder, and the knife is having an effect. Like, it's crackling, and he, like, doubles over a little bit and has to pull it out. It clearly hurt him, um, mm-hmm. and, like, you might be able to kill him with it if you, like, did more damage, but he only got one hit in. It's when not you've a, been, it's like, grinding a, the first yeah.
0: area, but then you accidentally stumble into the late game. It's and not a... Like, well, yeah, I've been one-shotting these skeletons. Yeah, exactly, you,
2: like, exactly. Fireball the, someone, all the other it just kind of, like,
0: staggers, and you're like, oh, fuck.
2: All the other demons are just, like, boring, like, first-level skeletons, and then this guy's pretty mm-hmm. tough, actually. This guy's a skeleton boss.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a name.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's got a health bar on the bottom of the screen.
0: Yeah, you have to walk through a fog gate to get to uh-huh. him. Uh-huh.
2: Did we make this joke last episode?
1: I don't know. I don't think probably. it was last episode. I think it was a while ago, maybe. Okay, but I could <laughs> definitely be wrong. So if it was last episode, no. I think
2: no. It. I think we did. I think we made this. Jo- I think we talked about Sam Hane in the same way.
1: As a boss, yeah, probably.
0: You know what? It's fine. It's fine. We're we're simple autistics. We make it's the same true. joke every time.
2: Um. Anyway, they jump out this window, and it's incredible. Um. I made a gif. <laughs> They oh they very Spike Spiegel coded of them to jump out a church window. Um, like we will post that in the refs. I'm I'm proud of it. It took me like almost half an hour.
0: I admire your conviction, sir.
2: Thank you. I had to like make it slow mo by doubling all the frames. It took a while. Anyway, yeah, I'm curious how they did this because it looks like they jump out of a church window.
0: I I don't even know.
2: I do like also the way like they look at the window and they look at each other and it's like yep this is the best way to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like a little unspoken conversation.
2: I'm pretty sure this is real.
1: Like they built the set for them to jump through.
2: I yeah, because it looks like like bits <sighs> hit French them.
1: Mistake coded.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. I've seen what the show's CGI looks like, and this looks better than that.
1: Yeah. Well, my, the extent of my notes for the jumping out the window scene is we ah, so. <laughs> That's my contribution.
0: Yeah, my notes are all about Alistair.
3: Valid. Because
0: he's my, he's my evil meow meow. He's your evil little scrungly will go. Mm-hmm. Alistair and his little cuck box.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: Live Sam Ruby reaction.
3: <laughs>
2: Damn. I'm not finding anything about, like, like, quotes from the staff about this. It's all just, like... Episode reviews and people talking about it. Like, I want to hear the. I want to hear about the window. <laughs> I don't care about can Anna be saved. I want to know about the window. <sighs> yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm just curious. So then,
1: then they're stitching themselves up, or I should say, Dean is like by the sink and Sam is stitching himself up. Um, in like close detail. Didn't like that very much, but it's it was it was cool. It's okay. Sam's doing like his thing. That. They did like good work with the prosthetic or whatever. Um. And Dean is drinking his whiskey, and Sam finishes up and says that he's he's gonna pop Dean's dislocated shoulder in, give him the whiskey, so he pours it all over his newly stitched up self. Um, and Sam's like, "All right, on three, one, pop." It's good. It is good. They've got.
2: Give him by surprise going. so they don't tense up. Yeah. Harder to do. It I also like that it was up. on
1: one and not on two. I feel like he used to do it on two, and now it's he's expecting it on two.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to mix it up.
1: And Sam's like, are you almost, sorry, Dean's like, are you almost done? Sam is literally stitching his own arm closed Uh Are you almost done. This is why I like this scene so much.
2: The boys are like desensitized to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, would you hurry the fuck up? I can't believe you're taking so long to push a needle through yourself.
2: Yeah. Dean teases him for losing the knife. Sam's like, I was saving your ass.
1: Yeah, Um. I really appreciate that Dean, when he's asked, he's like, all right, let me ask about Ruby again. Um. He says, I'm not trying to pick a fight here. I really want to understand, which is good. They actually get to communicate using their words.
2: I like the way the writing excuses why Alistair didn't just annihilate them, like chase after them and take them out, is like he is waiting for them to lead mm-hmm. them back to Anna. Um. And then we get another flashback. Sam's like, she saved my life.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually right but literally the line right before that. Uh Dean says I deserve to know more. Um loaded words. Mm. Like not not anything specific here. I just like noting what Dean thinks he deserves or says he deserves. Um and in this case he thinks he deserves to know about Ruby. So we we get it. Sam tells him.
3: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Um so in this flashback Ruby comes in and takes the knife and pretends that she's about to kill him. And he says, do it. Um he Sam. like lifts his chin so she has easy access to his knife to his neck to kill him. Sam. Sam. Yeah. Also so not related, but I really, really want Ruby's coat in this scene. Mm-hmm. They gave her a really good coat and I want it.
0: Sam looks like shit in this scene. <sighs> yeah. His Sam eyes looks like are shit a lot in this episode. But yeah, he looks like absolute garbage. On purpose. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. He looks like ass warmed over.
1: He gets
2: punched in the face and really eats it. Like, doubles fully over.
0: It's really like, damn, okay.
1: I like Ruby 1.5. I actually like her better than She's Ruby 2. Which is not really fair to Jen, but I don't. I stand by it. No, you're she, right. She has like a recurring bit about french fries. Um, yeah. Ruby 1 used to steal Sam's french fries. So they're going for like continuity there.
2: It's cute. She likes french fries.
1: Yeah. I want french fries now. Damn. Mood.
2: Anyway. Yeah, it's, she's on the side again. She fights the other demons. Like, let's get out of here. Like. Yeah. She is apparently tortured in hell. F. Lilith was very yeah. mad at her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Says, I and, deserve like, a damn to... thank you. Sorry. Yeah, she says it. I'm about to say something that is not going to make any sense to Wyatt yet, but hopefully we will make Ash at least crazy. Um, I'm a fugitive for you, Sam. I took all this risk to get back to you. Handshake. (gasps) I hunted. I rebelled. Which I think is season five, so we have a while to go. (sighs) Anyway, tasty. Sitting here staring blankly. (laughs) (laughs) One day. One day. One day you will know um ruby says nothing i know of is powerful enough to save dean which is weird because like once angels are established it feels like everyone like demons immediately know about angels so like why would you say nothing i know of but again like she hasn't mentioned yeah
0: in lazarus rising she says nothing can swing that not lilith not anyone so she doesn't actually know about angels
1: yeah but once angels demons, show up then up immediately them, she's like oh i'm not they've been fighting angels. angels are scary. they've been fighting
2: each other there's been a shadow yeah. war going on
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's weird. i don't know maybe she just doesn't want to tell sam that angels exist like tell pe- tell humans maybe it would ruin their demon cred if there's angels out there being even scarier than demons
0: i don't think ruby knew i think it's just like inconsistent writing but I'm also thinking. i guess all of the demons that are topside right now are kind of like the people who are on the front lines. I would imagine the mm. demons in hell probably don't know very much, except for something weird happened. A bomb went off.
2: I wonder what infosec uh, is like for demons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was such a Wyatt thing to say. <laughs> it really was. It really was. I'm just curious because, like,
2: they're fighting a war. Like, I'm wondering, like, how much is shared between them, or like, how much it is like petty little lords with their own individual schemes, like Azazel style. I'm curious mm-hmm. what the well the like, military hierarchy out, of hell is.
3: The,
1: the trivia points out that Ruby does enter consecrated ground in this episode, um, which we found out way back when that like it's not something normal, regular length, regular length, regular level demons are able to do. So I guess she's more powerful than she wants us to think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also just convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we no longer even bother putting the lame little level one demons on screen. Yeah. <laughs> if a demon can't enter consecrated ground, it's, it's not Sam even worth being on camera, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just here to the get owned The level one demons are
0: literally just being lined up in front of the yeah. angels to be eviscerated. Yeah.
2: How be do fun. you level up as a demon, I wonder? Is it like an age thing, or is it like... I think it's... Because Ruby's been around for a while. We do know that.
1: I... Th- <laughs> I think it would probably be like an extension of the same human to demon process. It's just like demon one to demon two process. Right.
0: Well, I think it also has to do with bloodlines.
2: Oh boy, we got demon eugenics. Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but like, Azazel saw Meg as his daughter. She was like a couple. Yeah, I'm
2: actually below curious him. about that. Is like, is that a is that a actual daughter situation, or is like adopted, or like you get brought into the demon clan?
3: I
0: think it's like spiritually in the way that Mm. I don't know if we've actually gotten this yet, but in the way that angels all call them, call each other brother.
2: I want to know more about the politics of hell.
1: No, me
0: too. Don't worry. We'll get some. Um,
1: I saw a really good post that I think I saved to mention, um, which I guess we'll have to, I can't really get much into it because it's spoilers for later stuff. Um, Maybe, but um, basically, it talks about how like hell and the human to demon process is like um, abusive grooming, um, and talks mm. about the Megazasil relationship. Yeah, that vibe is but definitely I will there. save it for three weeks from now when I get to talk about Dean and Alastair. Um,
2: yeah, just gonna it do It's very
1: interesting. <laughs> gonna Sorry.
2: do a, a other media corner for a second, which is I just finished <laughs> uh, Kieran Gillen's incredible Loki kid Loki journey to mystery run. Uh, right. Made me cry. Very good. Um, and that digs into a lot of, like, the politics of the underworld in the Marvel universe in a way that's, like, really fun and sick. It's, like, all these different, like, warring little kingdoms of, like, different religions underworlds, and then there's, like, there's a big throne and anyone who sits on it becomes the Satan king of the underworld. But anyone who like even starts to get close to it is going to like, literally everyone else is going to turn on them. So it's just people squabbling over like getting to the position where one of them can sit on the throne. Um, and I really like that. I think that's fun. A fun depiction of the underworld. Mm -hmm. That's neither here nor there. Um, Sam is very grumpy at Ruby. Because she is riding someone's body and Ruby's like, Why do you care? You never asked me that before. Yeah, she which wants like him to yeah, be that's riding. true.
1: No, he wants her to be riding his body. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has never asked that before. He's he's I don't know, grown a conscience about the human demon politics. It's also
2: probably like easier to forget about it when you only ever see her in the one body, and then it's like yeah. When she has moved on to like be in someone else, it's it the the difference becomes a lot more clear. You can't ignore it anymore.
1: Also, mm-hmm. um fairly recently was the Rising of the Witnesses, right? And so we've seen Meg's vessel um yeah. complain about being a demon vessel.
2: Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, she her the way she gets around this is to find someone in a coma, which, yeah, I guess. Fair enough. Like
0: Not just a person in a coma, but a person who literally
2: just died. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's very convenient. Wearable.
2: It's very convenient that someone just happened to die of being in a coma right now. I mean, there's
1: lots of literally anywhere in the entire world she could have gone. Someone has to be dying.
2: Anyway, the spirit is apparently gone. Apartment was empty. Which, yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, it works. She's gone green. She makes an Al Gore (laughs) joke.
2: It's a, yeah, it's she does make an Al Gore <laughs> <laughs> joke. Um, it's convenient. It's like, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. It's very supernatural in terms of like, well, here's our alibi for why this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, Sam doesn't fully excuse it. There's a certain degree of Sam being like, hmm, okay. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where she wants like patience and sobriety. I don't know if there's anything else to really talk about in this scene.
1: Um, I just think it's good that like he's he realizes that she wants him to use her psychic thing, and she starts to like try to convince him, and he says, "Skip the speech, I'm ready to let's go." And her eyes go like wide a little bit. Um, I think it's really mm, good yeah. that Sammy can spook a demon. Mm-hmm. That's fair mm-hmm. and true. She also calls him cowboy, which is cute. She, she does cute, yeah. And then she says that Lilith is one scary bitch. Ruby, we've talked about this.
3: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> this is why. This is why. This is not the same Ruby because uh Ruby 1.0 told Dean to stop calling her bitch.
2: It's true, she did do that.
0: So My next notes aren't until the sex scene, so
1: um I Well, first first uh Sam fails to exercise this guy, um which is fine. And then Ruby like stabs him and we see from the back, we just see the knife go through the back of his head. Um which, is, which mm-hmm. is cool and I like it. And she like the demon's laughing at Sam and she stabs him and goes, "Not funny."
0: Literally in my brain, I was like, "John Mulaney, yeah, stop having my fucking brain." Yeah,
3: stop
0: having my brain. (laughs)
1: Um, and Sam is in a t-shirt. So true. I just think, for equality's sake, I have to point out when Sam is in a t-shirt.
2: Fair enough. Um, there's something, there's something here that I don't know how the show wants us to think about it cuz they do literally have sex in the next scene but like the mm-hmm. the like i don't know how i feel about the the training process here of oh sam if you're not good enough i'm going to kill this guy
1: yeah i think that's well, that's tasty fucked up like they yeah. are getting rid of the demon they are killing the victim like why doesn't he just keep trying they can just keep staying Yeah why don't they just keep him around
2: yeah yeah, yeah. But Ruby kills him. Because he's
1: annoying. So it does feel a little bit like Ruby's threatening the life of the vict- of the, the vessel if Sam mm-hmm. fails to match up. Which I don't think is intentional. Which, when- like, they're not framing it no. like Ruby's being an asshole for doing that. But, like, it's not, not there. When Dean says that she's
0: manipulative, he's mm-hmm. kind of right.
2: Yeah, it's true. And I don't know, like, again, I don't know how much we're supposed to. Uh, I guess, like, they do play really ominous music in that scene, now that I think about it. <laughs> I forgot about that when I was just looking at my notes, like, oh, yeah, they do play this really weird, like, scary song during that scene. Oh, I also have my notes, damn, Sammy, you ain't doing great, which I think is just, like, the general, like, acting he's doing in the scene. Oh, yeah, and the, like, he takes the swig of booze.
1: Yeah. Literally. There's, there's a lot of, like, deliberate writing about alcohol in this episode and the next. Yeah. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Sam's generally pretty put together. Um and he is not in this scene. He's like flopping his body's like flopping around.
3: hmm
2: It's like a little less careful. It's pretty good physicality from from Jarpad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It is. Um, and then Ruby starts saying about how um she mentions Dean and he's like, I don't wanna talk about it and um she says I used to be human, I still remember what it feels like to lose someone, which is interesting. I want to mm. know more about that. Mm-hmm.
3: I do, um, too. I mean, like,
1: it doesn't have to be anything specific. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're not going to find out, like, more of mm. Ruby's human backstory. So, like, this is a blank space for us. Where, um, mm-hmm. like, I think it's just intended to be something about, like, humans experience grief. Like, that's something that happened to her. Yeah. Um, I think it's sweet that she's trying to comfort yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what got Ruby sent to hell. So maybe she made a deal.
3: Yeah. I think I mean, she was a witch, like, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, didn't she true.
0: sell her soul essentially to uh that one demon for witch powers? Yeah. I think I that's so. what happened. Forgot about uh, that. It's like okay. she
2: she could have just died in some way and then would would mm-hmm. be a demon immediately. Um well. I don't know how it works. It doesn't matter. Uh anyway, <laughs> Ruby does that thing that people in TV shows do where they just kiss you like, you know, there's mm-hmm. just like the moment yeah. feels right in the script, but it's funny because it doesn't work. And then like no. it does, but like don't just kiss people. Make mm-hmm. sure the vibe is right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: She didn't accurately it's a very vibe check him. Scene. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah. Like she this goes, is, Sam, you're not alone, alone and then okay. she kisses
1: him, and he like f- leaves the room, and he goes, What are you doing? Is anything but okay. And she's like, What's wrong? And he says, What's wrong? Where do I start? Um. And she makes a she weird is, comment like, about in a her dead own body. body.
2: Well, before that, she also says go there. And I was like, what are you, a teenager? In my notes.
1: Literally. Um, yeah,
2: and she goes, yeah, she... it's
1: wrong and it's bad and we shouldn't. And like this weird little, like seductive voice. And I don't know. Like, I get, so I dumb. understand that they're trying to make this something hot. I just don't think it's hot. Are they? No. I, like, the Ruby's, the Ruby's certainly trying to be hot. Sure. Awkward. She's like wiggling between his legs.
0: Yeah, I can see what they're trying to do. It just does not work at all. It
1: does not work for me. And then yeah. literally the transcript is like, she says that line and then the next line in the narration is Ruby and Sam begin to have sex. Like that is the that build is up there. Also,
0: Ruby is not wearing a bra.
2: <laughs> she is not. I did note that down.
1: Ruby said free the
0: nipple. I was like, oh, women just don't wear bras in this show. And then in the next episode, Anna's wearing a bra. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I guess demons don't it's wear Ruby. bras. She's just free nippling. Well, you know. Chafee.
2: I... She is from the olden times before they had them.
1: She stole a body. You know what? She stole a body from a hospital gown. She didn't know that they were supposed to wear bras.
0: You're telling me Ruby 1.0 ran ran around braless the entire time.
2: They're a new invention. Shrug. I'm playing the most devil's advocate here because it's funny (laughs) to me.
0: Yes. (laughs) I know Genevieve must have been wearing a bra because her... You can tell. Generally, you can tell when an actress is not wearing a bra. So why didn't they give Ruby a bra? Because they
1: wanted to just cut directly here. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. weird. I don't don't like this scene. It takes me right (sighs) out of the fiction. And stop making me look at Jared shirtless. I don't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking away.
2: There's a line later where Ruby says, uh, pretty fit for a nerd, and I thought that was pretty funny.
1: She's pretty pretty buff. Pretty buff for a nerd. It's very funny. It's really funny.
2: I'm sorry for not accurately quoting it.
1: You should be. Your crimes are innumerable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, after this uncomfortable scene, um, Dean says, Sam says, yeah, Dean says, too much information. Sam says, hey, I told you I was coming clean. How much was Sam's? How much? If we're like, supposed literally to how detailed was he being here? How detailed so he so was weird. he being? If we're supposed to take these flashbacks as like Sam is narrating everything that we're seeing. What? Like that doesn't I mean, it's a it's a joke, but like it doesn't make any sense. Like in mm-hmm. the fiction, yeah. it's like kind of funny, but also I've seen this joke like hundreds of times. Um and it's like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Why would Sam say that?
1: Yeah, and then Dean mentions uh stamming imagery like yeah, why, it's like what? How was much was saying Sam saying? Imagery. This was a major loss for the A-Spec Sammys.
0: Yeah, Sam only uh, is Aloe when he's in a bad place, when and that's valid yeah. of him. When he's Aspec. Mm-hmm. When he's, tall. it's a bad coping mechanism.
2: <laughs> anyway, back in the past, Samurai Jack. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Sam wants <laughs> to go kill Lilith immediately, and is like, "We got to do this." Is like. Suicidally, like wanting to bring her down, uh, which Ruby yeah. sees right through. Sam's like, That's stupid. Ruby says, No, it's the truth because if you kill her and you survive this, then you have to go on without your brother.
3: Oof,
1: yeah. Oh, also, Dean and Ruby both say bitch again here,
2: they do. If this was, like, if we were doing a video essay, we'd have, like, a little bitch count at, like, the bottom left-hand corner mm-hmm. of the yeah.
1: screen. Uh, Busty Asian <laughs> Beauties is doing basically that. They have a misogyny counter for Dean.
2: Oh, nice. Shoutouts. Yeah. Go yeah, listen I to Busty Asian
1: Beauties. I simply couldn't be bothered. To,
2: it's, it's, it it's such a big might number. As well make like... it, might as well make it the infinity symbol. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: Dean's crimes are innumerable. Yeah. Um. But so then Sam does go after Lilith. Yeah forcing Ruby to let him go well you know. it's a it's I mean like not I, Lilith, I didn't right? like it in a, a way that yeah well he's supposed to be going after Lilith
3: um, yeah he comes in like Sam, the, the little girl Sam, like
1: putting the knife on on Ruby's neck but like in a way that's good you know like I don't think yeah. he shouldn't have done that from a writing standpoint I think he shouldn't have done that from a person standpoint
2: yeah mm-hmm. um yeah I like that this Sam's like sneaking up in the little girl seat and was like please don't want to go home and then we know that it's not Lilith and then uh oh it's a trap he gets attacked et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. And she, like, she shows up to save him and says, take the girl and run. And he just, like, scoops the girl up and runs. It's very cute.
2: It is. Sammy being being a rescuer.
1: And he's so big.
2: He is very big. big.
1: Like, I said little girl, but she's not that little. No,
0: she's probably, like... She's, like,
2: 10.
1: Yeah,
0: she's tall. Yeah. For a child.
1: He just scoops up this, like... Tween. Mm-hmm.
2: anyway he uses his his he uses the shining to rip the demon out that's that's all right i like the I like the effect whenever that's happening the demons like the the host yeah, is pretty. like choking out the smoke
1: oh I meant smoke like when looks the all right. disappear on the floor it looks pretty,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. um his yeah. nose is bleeding he's like, oh, I did it
1: yeah it is it is pretty sweet that they saved each other,
2: yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam says, Ruby came back for me. Whatever you have to say, she saved me. More than that, she got through to me. What she said to me is what you would have said. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Which is good. I like that she gets to him both like physically, like she physically saves his life, but also like emotionally she saves his life. Like she says something yeah. that gets through to him enough that like it helps him be less suicidal. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Mm-hmm, it it yeah. it sells their relationship to me. I think they did a mm-hmm. good job with
1: that. Yeah, like I'm convinced now.
2: Yeah, this uh, earlier in my notes, I was like, why does Sam trust Ruby so much? And uh, I think they do a good job answering that question. Um, Then they get interrupted by housekeeping, which is actually like Ruby in wearing a black maid, like you said. Um, She says something weird here where she says, like, coma girl slowly rotting on the floor back at the cabin with Anna. Is that it?
1: Well, it's a dead body now when she's not in it. it's Right.
2: I guess that's true. Yeah, which is but weird, because, like,
1: like, we've established that demons normally don't possess, don't or can't possess their yeah. bodies. So, I guess, like, it's mostly metaphorical. I don't know. Well,
2: it's, it's sort of unclear, because it's, like, the body, yeah, I guess the body flatlined, but also, like, death is a, death is not as a clean binary as, like, all that. It's, like, mm-hmm. probably some of her Functions were still working. Like her heart stopped, but like a heart stopped, you can start it back up again. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Like you know how what? Demons, much,
1: yeah. demons probably can d- um, possess bodies that like are freshly dead, but like, why would they bother? Because most demons don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so much easier like, to just grab a living person.
2: I assume she is not animating a corpse. I assume her heart is beating. Mm-hmm. But I it's think like.
0: She managed, she like jumped in. At the exact moment, the Reaper took the spirit, right. but before the body had actually
2: but the, the stopped implication here is that the body needs her animating force in it to keep its heart beating, even though she started it back up again. Like it's not when her when her demon form leaves the body, it does not continue to self maintain like a body does. Well, I guess
3: yeah. that would be I like
1: she's replacing what a soul would be doing. In terms right, of, but like, the soul doesn't
2: maintain the physical form of the body.
1: No, I'm saying in, in assume... a metaphysical situation where you do definitely have a soul or at least a spirit, um like that might be what, you know, metaphysically maintains the fact that like your brain produces electricity in your heart Sure. What I assume is that she's kind of
0: sorry, second doctor who referenced this episode. <laughs> she's kind of in the Clara Oswald moments between living and dying. So she doesn't have very long before that body actually does expire. Because Yeah, fair. Like you have a certain amount of time before your heart stop like, between when your heart stops beating and like all the rest of your sure. body shuts down. I guess
2: I'm just wondering why it's so not why just she's... like going to sleep.
1: Because there's well, no Well, that would imply that there's there. a consciousness and it's empty. Yeah.
2: Right, but the bra but you don't need a consciousness for your your like regulatory systems to continue working.
1: But there's but
0: for all intents and purposes when Ruby's not in there, there's it no is a spark corpse. of life. She is providing yeah. that spark.
2: Right. So yeah. she has to actively maintain it. That's the thing that
0: Yeah. And she's in a rush because if she's not in there, that body is degenerating and there's probably a threshold past which it just becomes a walking corpse and it will, she'll probably just start rotting from the inside.
2: Sure, turns, okay.
0: Turns in, she's basically a zombie
1: at that point. And she has dignity. She's got standards, <sighs> please. Exactly.
2: I don't know. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I was just, I noted that down as
1: something I thought was slightly
2: weird. Yeah. I like when um, we get into
1: weird little tangents like this. It's cool.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love talking metaphysics of Supernatural. It's my favorite pastime.
2: Anyway, they go to, to Ruby's actual body. Um, and I, I, Anna's like chill with Ruby now. She says, Ruby's not like other demons. She saved my life, which they I think that's cute. Guessed. Anna's so Anna's, Anna's so sweet. She's very. She does. She's about not judgmental. It.
3: Yeah.
2: Even though she, she must has unlearned see Ruby magic with a racism face. It, yeah. Um.
3: Uh, anyway, Gene, Dean says Gene I hear his... she does
2: that, which I think is funny. He's trying to apologize yeah. to her, and it's like really yeah. awkward between them. And
0: yeah. he goes, "Oh, that was so awkward." G- Dean, you made it awkward. Yeah. <laughs> My brother in Rassilon, you made it awkward.
1: <laughs> that um, makes no sense to
0: literally anyone but Emma.
1: Yeah. It's because I hate the my brother in Christ meme. That's why.
0: Oh, there was also very specific Doctor Who posts that used that. I believe it. <laughs> that I sent them.
1: Yeah. Um, he, he's like in the middle of trying to apologize and she's like, don't strain yourself. Um, which is, again, like fun banter between them. He also has really good lighting on him in the scene. I like looking mm-hmm. at him.
0: i also like looking at dean
1: um this is the scene where i first noted i mean like i i noticed before but where i first noted that um shirt is like very low open and i was like why is like half her titty out already it is um i was like for equality they should show us and then i remembered sam also had his shirt completely off today so i was like all right i guess they did give us equality
2: People can wear whatever, whatever they want, but she is supposed to be like a good Christian girl.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm not mad at the shirt. I just yeah, it doesn't
2: matter. Bad. But yeah, um, I thought did Ruby was there during that fight, wasn't she? Like, I know she left with Anna. But she
1: left with Anna before they lost the knife. Before, at they least lost with, the before knife. they okay. left with the, without the knife. Okay. Um and, but... and Dean's like, hey, don't look at me and Sam says, Thanks a lot. He <laughs> <you> got him <laughs> in trouble with his girlfriend, Dean. Uh-huh. Now he's gonna sleep on the couch.
2: Um and then there's then we get a really good bait and switch because she's like impeccable timing, door bursts open, cut to commercial break. <sighs> and then it's not Alistair, it's Uriel and Castiel.
0: They're here. Every time Cass comes on screen, I'm like, hi,
1: bestie. Yeah, exactly. I literally write it in my notes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Ruby's pretty freaked out looking. Uriel calls her a stain, which is very good and demeaning.
1: Mm -hmm. Like Um, angel
2: looking at a demon.
1: And Cass says, we're here for Anna. And Dean says, here for her, like here for her, which is such a fucking stupid thing to say. Uh Uh Um, And Uriel says, stop talking. Well, it's stupid, but also Dean
2: immediately groks what's happening. Like by here for her, he means oh, you're here to kill her. Yeah, and I like that. That's what he jumps to immediately. Yeah, whereas Sam still has hope and is like, "You're gonna help Mm -hmm. her." And then we end on the banger line of Castiel saying, "No, she has to die." Boom, credits.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, he's so like deadpan in this scene. I mean, Cast is like trademark as being deadpan, but he's like extremely. Steady steadfast here.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um early season
0: forecast, my beloved. Mm-hmm. Not
2: too much to actually talk about at the end of this episode because we're jumping right mm-hmm. into things at the start of the yeah. next one. So shall I just do actor facts? Yes. It's sure. it's... Um all right. So we got Mark Ralston, who plays Alistair. Um, who's in like he's not like major characters in anything really, but he's in a bunch of movies. He's in um Aliens, he's private Mark Drake. Um, he is, uh, in, like, Lethal Weapon 2, uh, Robocop 2, uh, he's Boggs Diamond in the Shawshank Redemption, um, he's in Rush Hour, there's a bunch of, bunch of movies from that era, um, and also is, like, in some voice acting roles in TV shows, uh, a lot of minor arcs, um, he is, what was my specific... Oh, right. He's in Voltron Legendary Defender. He's Kolivon um, uh, and General Hera. Hera. I don't know. I haven't seen Voltron. Um, and also, this is a deep, deep cut, but he's his first role was as John Lee in the Go Nagai uh tokusatsu uh marionette like stop motion show x bomber uh which y'all should go look up what x bomber looks like it rules i love these little stop motion toys they're very fun he plays the guy who's like very round and has red hair and like little baby eyes he looks like a little baby doll uh it's very funny uh also there's a very good like weird alien with like a carapace rib cage and fur and i love him yeah, that's, that's that's Mark Ralston. Um, and then there's Julie McNiven, who plays Anna, um, who is uh, Cheryl Trainer on Doom Patrol and Hildy on Mad Men. Gosh, you've seen Doom Patrol, right?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. That's his fake wife.
2: I guess she's not a major character because she's only in six episodes, but yeah, she's in it.
0: That's Larry Trainer's Lavender Marriage. I knew I recognized her. There you go. Fucking
2: Christ. Okay, fine. Um, First
0: Matt Bomer, now this.
2: Also, uh, one of one of Lilith's demons that's in the fight scene at the end of the episode is Glenn Ennis, who is a uh, stunt actor. He's been in like Watchmen, Freddy vs. Jason, iRobot, Deadpool, and a bunch of stuff. Shoutouts to stunt actors, as I always oh, say. Yes. Um, love to be on screen for 30 seconds as a dude who gets owned. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about episode 10, whose title I forget. Heaven Um, and Hell.
0: It's very straightforward. Oh,
2: actually, there is a thing I wanted to say, which is, I think there's a funny, like, hierarchy of titles in TV shows. It's like, when you're naming your thing, that has to be its own standalone title. But it's always funny when a TV show, like, just steals the title of another thing as the title for the episode. I Know What You Did Last Summer being a slasher movie and also a 70s novel. I just think yeah. it's funny. Like whenever they use like song titles, it's like when you're when you're naming episodes, you just get to not give a shit. It's like, oh yeah, whatever works. It's this one's about flashbacks. We're going to call it I know what you did last summer, even though it doesn't really link thematically to that story at all, really. Like it's barely even a secret.
1: Yeah. Well, for this one, they're literally they're just like, you know what this one's called? Heaven and Hell.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard to constantly title things. I get it. Yeah, they have funny. to come up
1: with I can 327. Well, I guess 326 because one of them is Pilot. Yeah. Mm, nope, 327 because I'm going to count the truth as separate from despair.
2: Mm, fair enough. Yeah, it's one of those little things about TV shows, I like to think about the act of naming an episode. Anyway, break time.
0: S four e ten, heaven and hell was written by Eric. S four e ten was uh, fuck. Why you threw me Round out? Round three. S four e ten, heaven and hell was written by Eric Kripke, which should not be a surprise because it's got. Yeah. Uh, Why I wrote in it my shows. synopsis quote its plot. What the fuck. Anyway, we get a recap of the last episode and open in the cabin on Sam and Dean. Um Dean and Sam are talking about Anna. Wait, let me double check. Hold on. Sorry. Might have misread the Oh yeah, okay. The the blood the blood sigil happened in the last episode. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> um but so Sam and Dean are talking about Anna, and Dean decides that they have to get safe from the Angels because even though Anna got rid of them, they're going to be back. So he cuts to Bobby's panic room, which will keep Anna safe from demons. Ruby Wait. tosses them hex bags that will keep them hidden from quote all comers. We find out Wait. that Bobby is on vacation and/or a case in the Dominican.
2: What well, uh, Sam- didn't happen last episode?
1: No, no, it's at the start of this episode. It's last episode, episode uh, ends with casting. Says- she's. It ends she with the die. cliffhanger.
0: It says teaser.
2: Well, it's wrong. Teaser, uh, not the, uh, recap.
1: the teaser not recap. The teaser is the cold open. The episode okay.
2: starts with the. Her when, when the transcript says teaser, it means cold open. And okay. sending them away.
0: Yeah, okay. So I guess let's start the fuck up.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, round four. Oh, Digging On that note,
1: wait, um, wait, wait. Before we actually get started on take four, uh, <laughs> take four. Uh, this episode was written by Eric Kripke, but it was also, I don't know, co written, teleplay written, one of those. Uh, no, Eric Kripke wrote the teleplay. Okay, yeah, so, like, Trevor Sands also has writer credit.
2: Yeah, the story is not by him, so he actually had the idea.
1: Okay, Trevor Sands, you said? Mm-hmm, it's in the wiki page, not the transcript.
3: Um,
0: okay, so, uh, S4E10, Heaven and, Heaven and Hell, was written by Eric Kripke, uh, with story credits to Trevor Sands. It should not be a surprise that Eric Kripke is involved with this episode, because it's got plot. So we get, we do not get a recap of last episode, um, because it was a cliffhanger that went right into this one. Um, so we just go right into no. the scene.
1: What? We do have a recap. It was, a, like, a really good recap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not in the transcript,
1: No, the transcripts, the transcripts transcript often doesn't say <laughs> what the recap was, it just cuts to the cold open, um but there was a recap, in fact. The
0: one time I use the fucking transcript to write my synopsis so I don't have to click through the Netflix episode.
2: Just
1: write your synopsis after you watch the
2: episode.
0: <laughs> I forget! I hate doing
1: that. It's
0: I forget. It's so
3: much
1: easier. I always use the transcript. It is. It's so much easier for me. Uh, but, okay, yeah, so there's it, a, the transcript there's doesn't a recap, the recap, I guess.
0: It's apparently a very good one. It recap. was just, like,
1: a reminder of all the stuff that happened and, like, a really good play-by-play of last episode okay. condensed.
0: And then we shoot right back into the scene that we left off on. Um, Uriel is telling them to get out of the way. They're like, hey, no. And Uriel makes a really, like, shitty comment. I love him. Uh, Dean. Dean says, you're some son of a bitch as you know that. Cass says, as a matter of fact, we are. And it's so good. Um, Cass is a bitch. So they're like, like, no, you can't kill her. Yeah. I said I'm in like, okay. one of my Discord chats when I watched this episode yesterday that Cass has always been gay, but Dean made the walls of the closet into windows. Um, and that's, the, that's the hill I'm gonna die on. <laughs> um, Uriel makes a comment about the fact that Sam and Ruby have been having sex, etc., um, etc. Et they fight, Cass touches Sam's forehead and puts him to sleep. Um, and then suddenly there's a bright light, and it's really good. Cass and Uriel disappear into, like, shadows with wings in the wall. It's good. So Dean goes into the room where Anna was hiding. Turns out she's used her blood to draw a sigil on the mirror, and it has not killed the angels. It has sent them far away. Um, Anna doesn't know where she got the idea for the sigil. It just popped into her head, so she did it. Now we cut to Sam and Dean talking about Anna the, uh, in the other room. Dean decides that they have to get safe from the angels because even though Anna got rid of them, they're going to be back. So we cut to Bobby's panic room, which will keep Anna safe from demons. Ruby tosses them hex bags that will keep them hidden from, quote, all comers, so demons, angels alike. Uh, We find out that Bobby is on vacation or on a case in the Dominican. Sam got Anna's file, and it turns out that when she was a little kid, she would have episodes where she was terrified of her dad because he wasn't her real dad, and her real dad was so mad that he wanted to kill her. Uh, Anna shows up and demands that they... Like she's mad that they're looking at her stuff behind her back, and instead of just asking her, "Do you fucking mind?" <laughs> oh. um, they ask her, and Anna's like, "I don't fucking know. You think I want it? You think I like don't want to know too?" Um, so she wants answers, and Sam promises to provide them. So we cut back to the basement. Dean is leading Pamela down the stairs. We we love Pamela. We miss her. Uh, she's absolutely doing a bit. She's, it's great. She's taking the piss out of Sam. It's, it's hilarious.
2: She is, it is a little bit, I guess I actually cut this conversation, but it is a little bit like person, person writing like a person with a disability in this period of time being like, "Haha, look at me, my disability doesn't matter. Yes. I'm going to use it to make jokes.
0: Yes. But also that she is-, is
2: very charming. We'll talk about this more.
0: Yes. It's funny because it, it's, it's, I just love it when Pam flirts with Sam. It is good. Um, It's not good from a disability standpoint. Uh, So Pamela brings Anna into the panic room and does some hypnosis stuff to try and figure out, like, what was going on when Anna was a little kid. Anna freaks out and the lights start flickering. When she wakes up, she thanks Pamela and says that she remembers now. Turns out that Anna was an angel. So then they're all talking upstairs. Anna tells them a little bit about what happened to her. Turns out she was Cass and Uriel's boss, and she ripped out her grace to fall to Earth as a human. She questioned God and disobeyed, which is, like, a capital crime in Heaven. And Anna decides that she's going to get her grace back and use that to fend off Heaven and Hell. Uh, turns out Grace and an angel falling to the ground look something like a meteor, so looking through some astronomical stuff, they find out that the night Anna fell, her grace fell a few states over. There's a big oak tree there, and Anna's sure that's where her grace is. Ruby and Sam have a moment where Ruby apologizes for bringing this mess to them. We learn who this Alistair guy is, apparently one of the head torturers in Hell. Ruby tells Sam that he would be able to exercise Al- Alistair if he weren't so out of practice. She alludes to something that he can do to get powerful again, and he tells her no. Then we see Dean and Anna, Anna in Bobby's <clears throat> scrapyard. They philosophize about whether being an angel or a human is better. There's some tension. We also get some angel lore and some nice Dean-Anna mirroring. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sam comes to interrupt them, and then we cut to a commercial break. At the field, we see the oak. Anna comes up to it and turns out someone has already gotten to the grace before them. So later in a barn, they're talking about what to do when angel radio starts up again. Turns out that the angels want Anna by midnight or they'll throw Dean back into hell. They argue about what to do and then we cut. Dean's looking at something at the Impala and Anna comes up to him and they talk some more. They talk about whether or not they deserve to suffer for the bad things they have done. Anna asks about hell, Dean dodges, and then they have sex. And then we see Ruby sneak out while Sam sleeps. She burns the hex bag at a crossroad, and Alistair appears. Demons come up and grab Ruby. She wants Alistair to take Anna in order to let Ruby and the Witchesters go. He doesn't want the deal, and we cut as he says, I'm going to make you a counteroffer. So we go back to the barn. Dean comes in, and there's Uriel standing there. He makes a shitty comment about humans. Dean realizes he's dreaming, because that's the only way Uriel can talk to him. Uh, when they're warded with the hex bags, and also comments that Cass isn't around. Uriel explains that it's because Cass has a weakness. He likes Dean. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Dean tries to bluff, saying that Anna already has her grace, and Uriel's like, Oh, that's funny, because uh, I have it right here. And he pulls it, it's like on a necklace around
1: his neck. Literally iconic bitch moments. Literally so
0: true. Uh, Uriel groks that Dean and Anna had sex, and Dean mm. makes a Ken doll joke. Uh, and then he calls Uriel's bluff about throwing him back in hell. And that's next we cut to Ruby. She's naked. She's tied to a kind of weird dentist chair. Alistair's torturing her with the demon knife. He's monologuing, etc. And he tries to make Ruby tell him where Anna is. She says that she won't tell him because then he'll kill her, but she will show him. So Sam's worried about Ruby. Dean is drinking. Um, Anna makes a comment about it. Like, like was said earlier, there's some, some stuff about alcoholism in this episode and the last episode. Cass and Uriel bust in, and we find out that Dean told Uriel where they were. Oh, no. Anna immediately knows why. The angels either kill Anna or kill Sam. Cass and Anna have a brief conversation, and then Alistair appears with Ruby and a couple other demons. So there's some name-calling, some chest-fluffing, etc., and then it's an angel-versus-demon fight. It rules. Alistair starts exercising Cass, which also rules. Yeah, this, uh, and then Dean hits him in the head with cool. Crowbar. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great fight scene. So Dean Unlike hits Alistair with a Crowbar it's hilarious anna gets her grace from uriel and smashes it on the floor she gets her mojo back and it blasts alistair away and then she's gone so Cass and uriel disappear to go find her or otherwise regroup and figure their shit out it's not really clear clear which so it turns out that this was the winchester's plan all along how much how much of it was their plan is kind of unclear but you know it's fine uh in the denouement sam and dean are sitting on the impala drinking beer dean makes a comment about how sam must be curious about a comment azazel made and sam gives dean the space then Dean decides to talk to Alistair. It. It turns out... Did I write... Sorry. Y- y- no, it's y- okay. You
1: said that. Yeah.
0: I, I did that twice. Um, yeah. A comment that Alistair made. So it turns out that... We already know this, but this is the first time Sam hears of it. That in hell, it wasn't four months. It was 40 years... Um, and every day in hell, they would torture you until there was nothing left. And then Alistair would come down the rack and make an offer. He would take you off the rack if you put someone on. And mm-hmm. Dean tells Sam that he said fuck no for 30 years. And then he broke. And this eats him up inside. It's very sad. We're going to talk about it.
1: <sighs> yeah. I literally have tear stains in my notebook from this part. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's from something mm-hmm. Eric fucking Kripke wrote. I... Yeah.
2: It's very. It's It's. It's very Stanford prison experiment in a weird way.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, I see that.
2: We'll talk more about that.
1: Yeah, when we get to like analyzing the scene. Um this it makes me very sad. This is a good episode. I could do without the weird naked torture
0: scene, but yeah, the rest of it was good. She did not have to be naked.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um my first note besides that I like the recap, um, was Uriel saying, I'll kill her gentle. Just pretty yeah. cool. Um, mine is Uriel I love when saying,
2: he's an calling Anna worse quote worse than the abomination you've been screwing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is man. Angels really don't like a fallen angel.
1: Mm-mm. No, they do not. Yeah, especially like that's his old boss.
2: That's his old boss.
1: And he has mm-hmm. no respect for her at all. Which, like, well, fair. It's fair. I wouldn't respect it's my old boss. boss either. But yeah, <laughs> that's not what yes. I mean. You know.
0: Yeah. In in. In angel culture, it's, like, a much more important, like, camaraderie. So, yeah. And, like, the fact that angels are supposed to follow their orders no matter what um, would create a kind of reverence. So his absolute disdain for her uh, is really good. Yeah.
2: Also, angels know blood magic?
0: Angels know well, Enochian sigils. sigils.
2: Yeah. Oh, she just had... She, blood was just the most convenient... Um, I don't yeah. know
1: if it, I don't know. I don't what blood think needs it has to be the medium, but it's
0: the one that usually—it's often use, so. is. They just right. don't
1: have any spray paint on them ever. <laughs>
0: yeah, because sure. they're not painting devil's traps anymore.
2: Sure.
1: Oh, that reminds me. Last episode, when Ruby was doing, when when Sam Ruby were practicing Sam's shitty little exorcism skills that he was sucking at, there was like a wow lame <laughs> devil's trap on the floor. Um. Like it was a devil's trap in that it was like a circle and a pentagram or whatever, but like it didn't have all the usual the stuff. stuff. It was like mini, like a sim- a simplified version. Hmm. I don't know. It's
2: um. It's like you know when uh, it's like really elegant code. They figured out just the simplest amount of <laughs> sigils they needed to do in order to make it work.
1: Mm-hmm. Minimum word count. Yeah, and it's like if it's that simple, why do they? You know, if Sam knows about this simplified version, why do they keep using the fancy one? Iteration. Maybe it's less it effective. It
2: anyway, yeah, I think it's cool that she does magic and sends them out. The way they, like, are thrown into the air and, like, blip out of existence is kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly, but it's also kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, it's fine. It's good. It's
2: like their, um, it's wow. a similar, like, blur effect to when, like, a ghost is sucked up in Ghostbusters IMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they use a they use a stretch, particularly on Misha. I can see like his body like kind of does like a CGI stretch a little bit.
0: It yeah, mm. it looks like there should. be kind a lot of, like of a flashing. flashing.
2: Yeah, I mean they use a lot of the bright flashing <laughs> and the white lights to obscure the CGI for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think it looks all right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I like the yeah, wings on the cool. wall. It's I just love it when Supernatural lets us see angel wings.
1: Yeah. Um, um, before they get a swoop though. Are you
2: um, going talk about the same thing. First I was of all, talk Dean
1: about? says, "I don't know." There's two things I want to say. Okay. Um, Dean says, uh, "Get yourself another girl. Try J date. Why, if not Jewish Winchester, is like why?" <laughs> I was um, yes,
2: I was going to ask about this.
1: Like, there's literally no explanation other than that.
2: <laughs> this is my first Kripkeism. There are many more to come.
1: <laughs> try J date. Why would he tell Uriel to try J date? Is he just like saying Uriel is Jewish? No, he's Jewish. Who else knows about JDate? Come on. Um, it's
0: true. I didn't know about JDate. Dean is I on j JD. JDate. He's it. a
1: nice Jewish boy. <sighs> so I don't know. True. He's got his little Forget all of those
0: grinder account uh <laughs> fix. We need Castiel on JDate. Fix.
1: So true. Oh. Um, and then uh Uriel calls Ruby a whore, which is uncalled for. Yeah. It's always also a Kripkeism.
2: It's always, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just a put that's that's true, but also it's just part of the show to me. It's just more it's, a it's a supernaturalism. It's a supernaturalism.
0: Alistair calls her, I think, a devious little slut. Yeah. Later. Yeah. It, it's...
2: That's a Kripkeism.
0: Yeah. Which it's the way he says it is really funny, but it's still like
2: Alistair's whole deal in this episode is really funny.
0: Yeah. He's He's a weirdo. Speaking
2: of really funny, the thing I was going to talk about is a oh, little yes. boop Castiel gives to Sam's forehead and he just drops like a bag of bricks. It's really funny.
0: That's what he did to Bobby in Lazarus Rising.
2: Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's 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 always funny. It is
1: funny. The forehead boop of go the fuck It's always to funny to watch yeah. large men just collapse.
2: It's great. It's, well, just it. like a little tap. I wish he had booped tap. him on the nose.
0: I need Aww. Castiel to boop someone on the nose.
1: I need castel oh to poop on the nose. I think. I yeah, think, I'm pretty sure. To yeah, I Claire, think Honeycast
0: cast someone on the nose in season eight. Yeah, oh, to Kevin. Excellent.
2: Maybe. Excellent.
0: Probably to Kevin. Yeah, Kevin deserves a nose boop. <sighs> mm. Why it's like, will you stop talking about imaginary people <laughs> I don't know
1: about?
2: <laughs> I mean, these are all um, imaginary people, but I do know about the ones we're talking about right now.
1: Exactly. When Kaz and Uriel disappear, Dean helps Ruby tear her feet, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm they're, still they're, on my Dean Ruby tree thing.
2: <laughs> he's trying to. He's he's he's, he's turning around, that around her on all that they're on their same bit. team.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he's he's so now. much more. He's so much nicer to Ruby in this episode, and it's great. Like yeah. it's noticeable to me who was paying attention
1: because he owes her Sam now.
0: Yeah. Um. I just wrote yeet the angels. <laughs> this bitch empty.
2: Yeat. She's uh slowly getting her memory back. Mm-hmm. The blood sigils are forming in her brain. It's me, girl. <laughs> your former <laughs> angel-, angel self speaking to you inside your mind.
1: Leave the garage. Angel radio is just on the PS5. <laughs>
0: It's me, boy. Uh, I have Absolute no idea. With, with like, it's not
2: going to be like another month until this drops. I have no <laughs> idea how like old news that meme's going to be at this point, but it's I've still funny to me. I've already stopped
0: seeing new PS5
1: memes. Yeah. so yeah, I saw still... one yesterday. That's it. <sighs> the death of a meme. Yeah, It's a good meme.
2: It's a good meme.
0: As evidenced by the fact that I just laughed really loud when um... Wyatt unexpectedly brought it up.
2: <laughs> I think it's... There's something funny here about, like, when they, when they skip, um, immediately the first thing that's addressed, um, because we don't see them drive, is Dean saying, how's the car? <laughs> Look, yeah. it's very important that we, the audience, know that the Impala is here and fine. Well, um
0: the the car they didn't take the car to the cabin remember because Ruby yes no I know that's
2: what I mean that's what I mean It's like the Impala hasn't been on screen and so the script needs to establish that it's okay you haven't seen the Impala but it's here we haven't forgotten about it
0: (laughs) this yeah
2: this is a funny line to open on to me Uh, and then also um, we learn that Bobby's in the Dominican Republic Bobby gets to leave America but not Mm -hmm. the boys Uh, and.
0: Uh let's see.
2: Sam says he's working a job. Dean says, God, I hope so. Otherwise he's at hedonism in a banana hammock and a trucker cap, which is my next Kripkeism that I've written down.
0: It's fucking incredible though. Like it is so Bobby. <laughs> I yeah, think like Bobby I said, deserves uh, a fucking
1: vacation.
2: Kripke Krippy Kripke's lines are wild and distinct, and some of them really work and are very funny, mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. of them are just baffling, and this is one of the funny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one comes up immediately, which is Sam talking about, like, convinced that her dad wasn't her real dad. And Dean says, who was? The plumber, A hmm? Little snaking in the pipes. And Sam turns to him and like, dude, you're confusing reality with porn again.
0: It's
1: so... It's <laughs> a funny running joke. It is. The next yeah, time they do it, it, it's all funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the scene before that, though, in, like, the transition scene when they've gotten into the panic room, um... Dean says demons can't even touch the place, and Ruby's standing right outside and makes some oh, other right, comments yeah. about it being racist. Right. And he says, right, right. your congressman," which <laughs> also feels like a Kripke-ism. It is, It is, yeah.
2: Um, I forgot that. That's I, my is, notes are slightly out of order. I forgot that. Who that was the last before. demon
0: to make a racism joke? Was it Meg or was it also? Ruby? I think it
2: was also Ruby. It's Ruby has done this multiple times.
1: Yeah, um, and then she like tosses them the hex bags and says, "Extra crunchy." Extra crunchy. It's really Ding, I love another that.
2: Kripkeism. <laughs> like why? Uh, whatever.
0: It's great. I describe things that
1: you should not no, put in I, your mouth as crunchy.
2: It's I'm not saying I it's feel like bad. it's playing
1: off of like like crunchy meaning like the kind of people who eat granola. Um like like yeah, hipster-y. It's a bag of it's stuff. Like extra powerful um, like It's
2: one of those like leaps in logic that I just essential associate oil type with thing. Kripke screenwriting. <laughs>
0: I almost spit yeah. my uh coffee all over my notebook and my keyboard and my crochet. Oh boy! Because of that. Wow. So thanks for that.
1: You're so welcome. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. It's it's good. I like it. Some good scenes here. Uh. And then Pamela shows up. Pam. And like I said, she's 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 playing up being, and I'm using this term deliberately, crippled. And Mm -hmm. like she is acting like infirm. She's like, oh, I can't see. Who is that? And then Sam, is that you? Yeah. And then, and then drops it and like grabs his ass. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's like, of course I know it's you, Grumpy.
2: Yeah. And like that part would have been fine to me, but there's a little bit more like when she says, I still got more senses than most. And she just starts like naming things like, I know that's a demon. That poor girl's, that poor girl's Anna, and that you've been eyeing my rack it goes too far for me Mm -hmm. and leans more into, like, oh, this isn't, like, a problem for her at all. And, like, it's, like, you know, if you're an abled person writing someone who is disabled, like, there is a, there's, like, a line to walk, and, like, obviously disability is different for everybody. But to me, anyway, there's a line to walk between, like, treating it like it matters and also treating them like they're a full person who can still, like, interact with the world. Like, there's a often... It's either, like, the two the two things I see most often from abled people writing disabled characters is it's either patronizing or it's, like, it doesn't matter at all and it's cool, man, in a way that's similar to the, like, that I don't see color vibe, yeah. like, writing about racism or, like, just race in general.
0: Yeah. I think what they're going for is the blind seer trope. Yes,
2: they are absolutely going for that.
0: But, like, that doesn't really pan out very well in... Outside of, like, literally a Greek play. Yeah. Because, like, I know what you're going for, but it doesn't come across very well.
1: Yeah. I also don't like that she grabs his ass. She did not get I his know. consent for that. Don't do that. That's true. Don't grab people's asses without consent. It's true. Like, he's fine with it, apparently, and, like, it's not played off as a bad thing. It's just like, haha, Pamela being yeah. Pamela, but, like, don't do that.
0: Yeah, The the nature of Pamela and the Winchester boys' relationship is that they are all objectifying each other.
2: That's true. We talked about this
1: last yeah. time. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if Pamela has a child, they have, like, but she open can also permission. join the MILF mania. The MILF mania So true. in Supernatural.
1: Oh my god, Pam should have met Mary. She should have.
0: Power couple. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> While we're all over here fantasizing about Pam Mary, I just think there should have been more MILFs in Supernatural. There's already so many, but I think more of them should interact. I agree. MILF propaganda.
1: Why? Well, I can't wait until you meet the MILF.
0: Sure. There's so
1: many people you could be talking about. Okay, this is me, Emma. Yeah, I know which one you're probably talking about, but yeah. it's okay. Anyway, um, we haven't heard from Ellen in forever. I miss Ellen. Yeah. Oh my God,
0: I
2: forgot. Ellen heard.
1: can also join MILF Mania. The show
2: has forgotten so about true. her, basically.
1: Is it, is it Nathaniel or Scrog her who's writing jo. Mary Ellen? I think it's Nathaniel. Yeah, in uh, "Freedom Hangs Like Heaven," which I haven't read yet, but it's on my list. Oh, I want to read that so bad. Anyway, uh, so then Pamela <laughs> hypnotizes Anna, which mm-hmm. I have yeah. thoughts about, but they're not very complimentary, so I'll leave it.
2: Okay. Like, I the, mean, we've the gist never is done just like before. I think
1: hypnosis is stupid. It's fine.
2: <laughs> oh sure.
1: Like it's just gonna be me being rude. Uh, it's so
2: it's. Yeah, I have no I have no thoughts about like the actual nature of hypnosis in reality, except for that it's always seemed like bullshit to me. Uh, but I think that's also the general vibe among most people shrug. I don't know. I don't, yeah, don't I just don't, like don't I, at me I feel hypnosis like hypnosis people like people who think it works. I it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah, my stance here is basically just like I don't think this is a real thing that happens in real like right. in the real world but like but also I really have no grounds to be complaining about it happening in supernatural yes. so like, she's yeah. a magic is she's a magic psychic.
2: psychic lady who can talk yeah. to angels like i don't care yeah, that exactly. it's in the show like, like it's fine supernatural <laughs> exists in a world where hypnosis works
3: uh-huh.
0: yeah. like if if yeah. this were i don't know criminal minds
2: yeah i'd have yeah. more of an issue yeah exactly but like magic is real in this universe
1: yeah exactly
0: but I don't know anything about hypnosis and I've never been hypnotized before. So I could I genuinely don't know what it would be like. I don't know how real it is. So I believe in Mercury and retrograde fucking up your life, so <laughs> But that's the only part of astrology. I mean, I believe.
2: Yeah, this is the thing. It probably works if you think it works. Because probably. that's how this all that's how that all that stuff works.
0: It's how everything works.
2: Like it has I an just... effect because you're the way you think about yourself has a certain effect on like how you view reality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: There have just been too many times where I've been like, god, I've had a really weird week and really like strange dreams and then I'm like, hmm, is mercury in retrograde and almost every time it is, which is probably confirmation bias. But still, I think it's to fun be human so I do it anyway.
2: Is to give like meaning to the meaningless universe.
0: Exactly. You ever <laughs> s- you know that post that's like, yeah, I'll incorporate that into my belief system. That's me with
1: everything. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Cause I just think it's fun to have a, a funky little spirituality that doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: Um. So I guess on that note, back to supernatural. <laughs> uh
3: huh. Um, yeah.
1: Sorry. I I do like this hypnosis scene when Anna starts like actually getting into it and like screaming mm-hmm. and the light shatters. Like it's really good. I love when the oh, lights shatter. We there
2: can... is there is one detail I like about um Pam's blindness, uh, which is she went and got plastic white eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, and says it's good for business. That feels like a real thing to me in oh, a way absolutely. that I like. Like, of course she is playing this up for her job. Like, that's know, just yeah. good that's just good business sense. Like, there's a certain degree of like um I don't know, the it is at the very least, it's hanging a lampshade on the blind mystic trope in that mm-hmm. she plays into it on purpose for money. It gives um, her some autonomy. Yes. Yeah. Instead in the of her literally just being the blind mystic played straight. Yeah. At least there's it's, that. It's still yeah, not the great. The genre awareness but is good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, her actress is very charming, which uh-huh. makes it a lot easier to like hand wave some of this stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's also, it. I think it always comes off less like bad when a disabled character is allowed to have fun and acknowledge their disability. Yeah. Cause it's like, if they're like the sad, like infirm person, that's bad. But if they're like, I don't even have a disability. I don't even like 95% of the time. Toph is that. Gestures too tough. Yeah. But then sometimes she's like, I can't fly. I'm blind. Like, there are yeah, moments Tuff's, where like where where she's allowed to take up space in the narrative. That t- yeah, Toph's
2: earth bending powers are like a disability aid basically. Yeah. Like it lets her like move in the world in a different way in a way that's mm-hmm. like I don't know, a character like Jordi LaForge's like eye visor or whatever. But like she is still blind and that is something the show still like mm-hmm. addresses. Now Whereas, okay.
0: <laughs> in Rogue One All right. um what?
2: No, it's just, we're doing this. Let's do it. I don't care oh. anymore. Go on.
0: Whereas in Rogue One, I can't remember his name because it's been a while since I've seen Rogue One. Chirrut? Yeah, Chirrut, literally, the only th- I think the only time his blindness is acknowledged is when, like, I think he makes an offhand comment about it. And then also to the, like, yeah, I can hear you from across the room. Um... Those are those are not good good ways to acknowledge a character's blindness yeah. specifically. I mean, Otherwise he moves through the world like a sighted person.
2: He does have a seeing f- eye boyfriend.
0: It's true. And the force. <laughs> and the like, force. Well the force is the why
2: things. the force is why he's like that. But
1: Yeah. It's it's obviously I am not Doesn't the Force just move through living things? Sorry, not to nitpick Star Wars lore <laughs> that I'm not at all knowledgeable about. But like isn't the force a living being thing, like how can he sense inorganic material through that?
0: The force guides him.
2: The force, yeah. It's like
0: yeah. it's like he can yeah. see the it's he like he can see path. It's the same. It's
2: how it's how Jedi are able to also block bullets yeah. is because they can see yeah, the okay. path That's to fair. move. It's
0: like Spidey sense, but all the time.
2: It's like Spidey sense. You have you can Spidey see sense fate. all the time if
1: you have anxiety. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it's like
0: Spidey sense mixed with time lord time
2: sense. Sure.
1: Sorry, that's that's not going to make any sense to me. Number
2: three or four. It is. It is. I'm sorry. Anyway, Anna learns she's an angel. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And one of the first things she says is don't be afraid. Yeah. Fuck yes. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's sick.
2: It rolls. It's good.
1: Like she says, I'm an. Oh, no. Actually, it is the next thing. She says, I'm an angel. Yeah. Um, and then we get, like, a cut, and then act two opens, and she says, don't be afraid, I'm not like the others. Ruby
2: (laughs) says, I don't find that very reassuring. Pamela says, neither do I. She's in a room with two women who have had very, very bad experiences with angels. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Which is valid.
2: Um, I like, she says, we were in the same foxhole. Were they your bosses or something? Try the other way around. Mm -hmm. It's like, look at you. look at
1: you. He respects girl girl bosses. Hey,
0: this is a question for Emma. Do you think Anna's a seraph?
1: Um, Wait, I don't know the hierarchies yes. well enough. Okay. Like, I don't ever. know the orders, because they simply do not matter um, to me.
0: <laughs> I just mean in the context of supernatural.
1: I know.
2: I got three more cryptisms, like, all in a row here. <laughs> Try cutting your kidney out with a butter knife. That kind of hurt. Dean, you're so- So you just forgot you were God's little Power Ranger? Ruby, sister, you're the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It's so
0: <laughs> weird! It just, just what just goes on in people your just
2: cause, oh wait, fourth one, fourth one, Dean, what you're just gonna take some divine bong hit and Shazam your Roma downey again, just the dialogue of the scene that's
0: like five <laughs> references in one sentence, yeah,
1: there's so many words and orders, it's so much, <laughs> although a win
0: for Stoner Dean,
1: of course, divine bong hit is like the funniest possible <laughs> combination of words it's to really give.
2: good God, I wish that was me it's really good. <laughs>
1: I I do really like that, like they're talking to an angel, and they all know it now, and like Dean is still just like completely irreverent. Yeah, oh yeah, as usual.
2: Because um, she's then cute. Sam gets a very good detective Sammy moment where she's like, "You mean following literally?" And she's like, "Yeah." It's like the way the human eye can see, like a comet or a meteor. Cut to research mode.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He like apparently weird. immediately knew, like he was thinking of that. Or, like I don't know if he was thinking of a specific example that he just happened to know about this comic because he's a nerd or if I he think was like, it's oh, just that he that
2: realized, up. yeah, I think this is like he realized the path forward here, mm-hmm. the inspiration yeah. hit this him. is
1: this is where Ruby says you're pretty buff for a nerd, yes,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> um also Anna lives or I guess lived um was born in Ohio, a win for Ohio, a rare w
0: <laughs> my dad was talking about this fucking crazy born-again christian guy he was playing on xbox live with for a little while and had like an eight-hour debate wow religion incredible and so that's a that's a that's an l for ohio so are <laughs> o for o right now
2: <laughs> uh dudes rock what um <laughs> oh there's just something very funny about having an eight-hour debate about theology over it xbox live in a very dude oh, yeah. sort of way
0: They're playing space engineers and talking about God.
2: Incredible.
1: Anyway, Um, Ruby Ruby says it's Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh, Yep, and then we bring that back at the end of the episode. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Ruby recalls Alistair practically the Grand Inquisitor downstairs, Picasso with a razor, which I have seen as like captions to Alistair edits. It is pretty cool as a line. It's a cool um, line. Picasso there's a, Alistair, a We're really so digging much.
2: into the individual lines in this episode a lot because That's there's fine. a lot of good ones here.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good ones,
2: ones and a lot of like just baffling ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Right. I forgot there was one other thing. Speaking of what I said last time about like moments where she talks a little bit like Castiel when she says mm-hmm. "Thank you, Pamela," that helped a lot. Was the most like ethereal and like non-human yeah. she sounded. Yeah. She her like voice. She's changes suddenly extremely a little bit. calm. Yeah, especially it's since cool. she's just been it's screaming. Really cool.
0: Yeah, I really like. There's it kind of comes and goes where sometimes she's mm-hmm. very human and then other times. There is just something about her. Her body language, the way she talks. She's not, like, so detached like Cass and so, like, irreverent like Uriel. Um, she she occupies this very interesting in-between space, Anna Milton, the blueprint.
1: She's so much. She's my
0: everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's my meow meow.
2: Ruby says Sam's getting flabby, mentally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, so how do I tone up?
1: Oh, and she makes a reference to doing something that he's not going to do anymore. Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. we don't know. Well, we don't, you yeah. don't know what that is. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a surprise
2: tool it will help us later, on I guess. You.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Dean is talking to Anna, and Pamela left, and Anna says, yeah, yeah you she guys should also leave. And Dean says, we're not that smart, which is cute. Yeah,
2: it's cute. It's a cute line.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and
3: yeah, then this he says,
1: what do they want Ooh. me for? Why did they save me? Whoo because uh, um, he has an angel who's actually willing to talk to him, so he's like, yep. hey, I can ask, why me? This
2: scene is great.
1: Yes, yes, it this is scene good. is incredible. This and is episode um, but she, is good, she doesn't but... know what to tell him.
0: Yeah, it was after she fell, and the angels don't talk about it. Um, Especially this scene, juxtaposed with the end of this episode, Dean's last line, makes me uh... insane and unseen. Yeah,
2: we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to just read this scene line for line and then talk about it.
2: The whole scene? It's a long scene.
0: Not, like, the whole scene, but the juicy bits.
2: Yes. Um. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, the first, the first thing I wanted to to point out is, like, this back and forth. Dean says, um, why would you want to be one of us? I don't, um, a bunch of miserable bastards, eating, crapping, confused, afraid, and is like, loyalty, forgiveness, love, pain. She says, chocolate cake. He says, guilt. She says, sex. Dean says, yeah, you got me there. <laughs>
1: they kind of, like, smile and laugh at each other. It's
2: cute. It's a cute little exchange between them in the way that is, like, they're building the chemistry here, which makes the scene later between them, Mm -hmm. like, work, I think.
0: And then Anna says, I mean it. Every emotion, Dean, even the bad ones. It's why I fell. It's why why I'd give anything not to have to go back. Anything. And Dean replies, feelings are Feelings are overrated, if you ask me. And Anna says, beats being an angel. How's that possible? You guys are powerful and perfect. You don't doubt yourselves or God or anything. Perfect, like a marble statue. Cold, no choice, only obedience. Dean, do you know how many angels have actually seen God, seen his face? All of you? Dean, four angels. Four. four. And I'm not one of them. It's, God. Yeah.
2: This rules. That's, it's co- fucking this incredible. This is great. The parallels.
0: The parallelograms.
1: Um, yeah. Like, I can't that's even talk it. Well, about this the scene. How... It makes me too crazy.
0: Literally. That's it? Well, how do you even know that there is a god? We have to take it on faith, which we're killed if we don't have. Which we're
2: killed if we don't have.
0: And then we find out that Anna was stationed on Earth for 2,000 years, just watching Silent Invisible, (laughs) out on the road, sick Sick for for home, home, waiting waiting on on orders from an an unknowable unknowable father father I can't can't begin begin to understand. understand.
2: (laughs) It's really on the nose, but in a way that, like, works for, like, the genre It's on the nose in a way that makes you scream. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then then Dean starts laughing and she thinks he's laughing at her and he says sorry it's just I can relate. And then Sam comes in. <sighs> ah, we will get more God, God to John parallelograms later. It's-, it's so fucking much.
1: It's so good.
0: I mean it's part of the big motif of the show but very directly.
2: Um there's a I can't remember where I heard this but there's a piece of writing advice about like making vast stakes personal or like giving mm-hmm. a character something small to hold on to that like the audience can use to relate to the larger conflict and like the this is doing that really well there is i've talked before about the boys being the special boys and my problem sometimes with like fantasy stories that are like literally these are the most important people in the world these are the people who matter and that's why we're following them and not like the world is a big vast and complicated place um with like you know it's it doesn't matter that much my, my point is um is that despite all that i still think this like tying this like small individual character conflict into like literally the stakes of reality and like questions of like theology and like uh the relationship between god and angels etc is really good
0: Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. This is a very good episode. It's a really good episode, especially because we don't know very much about angels, and he's yeah. they're they're just
2: we're learning sprinkling
0: a lot. <laughs> little bits, and they're yeah. all so juicy. It's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. The
2: there is the grace thing is kind of funny in that it's it's really it really feels anime, <laughs> an angel's grace being like this physical artifact that is like. The epitome of their power, and is the, in this like little capsule, basically. Um, I don't know. I can just imagine like a whole someone writing a whole shonen anime about that, about like I don't know, fighting angels for their grace and using it to get powers or whatever.
1: Oh, season six.
2: Yeah. All right. Cool. Supernatural going <laughs> to get more anime.
1: I think. I might Why this is the, the this is
0: anime for libertarian white men who pretend they don't like anime.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it so also terrible. literally has an anime, which. I'm very excited yes. to eventually get to, <laughs> but yeah, I guess like the point is now that they've established this like MacGuffin or like this ability to extract power in a way that is material, uh, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, it's cool that it's like it causes what she says um the grace where it hit it could have uh it could have done something like that easy. It was like a tree that grew into a full-grown oak over six yeah. months. And Dean mm-hmm. says, so Grace Ground Zero, it's not destruction, it's, and Anna says, pure creation. And I think that is sick as hell.
1: Yeah, that one in my notes yeah. with an exclamation mark. And the look on Dean's face, he,
0: he looks up a little bit and, like, thinks about it. Because if you think back to Lazarus Rising, the place where Cass planted him was absolutely leveled. So like I just th- mm. I just am always thinking about even though Cass- yeah. or even though Dean was saved by an angel, yeah. like it still feels profoundly unholy. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's good.
0: I'm insane. I'm insane, you guys. Chewing at the bars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, this is where we get the callback where they're riding in the car to go to Grace Ground Zero, and uh-huh. Dean's looking at them in the rearview mirror. <laughs> and yeah. uh, says it's just an angel and a demon riding in the backseat. It's like the setup of to a bad joke or a penthouse forum letter. And Sam says, dude, reality, porn. And Dean's response is great. He says, you call this reality?
1: So true, bestie. Fair enough. Like, it Fair is very enough. funny. It is, like, extremely supernatural in, like, its best moments to have an angel yeah. and a demon riding in the backseat of your stupid little car. Like, mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten desensitized to this concept, but, like, they're angels... And demons, and they're just chilling in the backseat together. Like it's very good. They're
0: they're letting you drive them around in your little car. They can fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anna can't right now, but Ruby can. Maybe if Ruby had just teleported to the oak, she could have stopped Uriel. <laughs> but instead, we had so. to She's show for her. It's true. She would have. She would have cried.
2: <laughs> um, there's some more fun back and forth here. Uh, Dean's like, I say we head back to the panicker, and Ruby says, what, forever? Dean says, I'm just thinking out loud. Ruby says, oh, you call that thinking?
1: They're such- See, I they're love married. <laughs> it's
2: good. It's good. Ruby it's says, good. Ruby says she can't angel up. Cryptism. Uh, Dean says, I say we call Bobby, we get him back from hedonism.
0: <laughs> and then Anna interrupts them with angel radio.
2: Yep. Yeah, they want, they want, they're threatening to throw Dean back, which, um... Is spoilers a bluff that they're not going to call um or is, is that are sorry, a bluff that they are going to be called on, however, they have another chip, which is Sam, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, also yeah. Uriel tells him that like if if the stakes were high enough, he can be replaced mm-hmm. um it would just be a pain in the ass, which is what is implied
2: curious <laughs> how that <laughs> works because I know. I know a thing which we've we haven't talked about. We've cut that conversation, but there's a thing I know, and I I have vibes of why Dean is important to them, but I don't know how it works. <laughs> don't biggest. know the you specifics are missing at all. At least
1: one piece of information. So yeah, don't worry one about vital it. piece of information that everyone
0: always forgets.
2: I love <laughs> missing information. It's, it was
0: a meme in the fandom.
2: Um, anyway, uh, we got some Anna Dean coding here where she says, I don't deserve to, maybe I don't deserve to be saved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dean says, don't talk like that. Uh, Dean recognizing his own impulses in somebody else and being like, no, mm-hmm. that's not right. Even though he thinks this all the time.
0: Yeah. You um, shouldn't think like that. No one should have to think also... like they don't deserve to be yeah. saved. Not me though.
2: Dean says, yeah, well, we've <laughs> all done to me, things we but but gotta
1: am mm-hmm. Um... He, he also takes a crack at uh, participation trophies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kripkeism. Exactly. Um, she says, I got to tell you something. You're not going to like it. They, I, she, she's heard the angels talking about what he did in hell, which we don't know at this point in the episode, but we do find out later, um, which we've heard in the synopsis already. And she says, it wasn't your fault. And he he gets like teary. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about it.
2: He does not. It was bad for him. 40 years mm-hmm. is such a long time.
1: Forty years God. For a long time. Can I reiterate he's like thirty years old? Yeah. He was literally yeah. in hell for longer than he's been alive.
2: He's an old yeah. man. He
1: was he was tortured for literally his entire lifespan to this point.
2: Yep. More T- 10 years longer.
1: Well he wasn't he well, stopped being
2: tortured at 30. Well, oh, I guess right, right, tortured. right, right, right. I mean, yeah.
0: He's got enough trauma for a couple of lifetimes either way though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then she also says, you are not alone, and then kisses him, um, I guess, ruby-coated of her. Uh, but it goes and better. <laughs> <blueprint>. <laughs> and she says, our last night on Earth, and he says, you're stealing my yeah. best line. Hold on to that thought. so cute. Five, three. Mm. Mm. LMAO! Sorry, this is going to be a pain in
0: the ass to edit. I just can't control my volume. <laughs> uh, uh, this song oh, that's I guess- fine. I got
2: volume normalization. You're good.
0: Valid. So I can scream as loud as I want. No. Well,
2: no. don't do that. Don't peek here. Don't Don't clip. <laughs>
0: The
1: transcript um, anyway, here actually refers to them having plays. sex by as as making love, which is interesting because they're they're not in love. This song choice was so interesting. They're not in love. They're ha- yeah. they're trying to have a one night stand, yeah. which is valid and understandable and good for them. Uh, they do have like an emotional
2: like, connection, you know. It could turn yeah. Into they're sweet. But, they like but, yeah, each other. They just met. They just met. Yeah.
1: yeah. This isn't this like oh, is, and now they're going to be a couple. It was just like yeah, they're yeah. having a nice time together song because they like each other when they want to.
2: <laughs> Often on it's, a, it's an all right song
0: whenever i think about
2: 25 stars
0: that song mm-hmm. gets stuck in my head for the next day it's Stop torture. Thinking about It's it. just the chorus um this okay for 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 reasons why it won't understand but pretty much everyone okay. else well okay Wyatt will probably understand just because he knows me but this this sex scene makes me go crazy yeah i mean uh,
2: it's a lot better than the one sam had with ruby
3: it's yeah,
1: true. I have two notes for this scene. Number one, Anna puts her hand on the handprint. Why did they yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. I forgot she did, did that. Why did they do that? Why yep. did they do that? And uh, number two, Anna's on top of him
3: again. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. My other note was Anna was wearing a bra. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Angels wear bras. Demons are horrors, and they don't, I guess.
2: There's a bit where she, like, laughs, and I thought that was cute. It is it's inherently very... funny to yeah. have clothes
0: it they're tr- it's they're struggling with the space cuz they're obviously in yeah. the back seat of the impala so it's like awkward dean keeps like bumping things as they're trying to undress yeah that is what so i meant really by the cute. wild
3: thing
2: i just said i just the, really the nature cute. of what they're doing and like mm-hmm. the space that they're in is like clumsy in a way that's funny sex
0: scenes are immediately better when there's a moment of silliness yes um because sex is silly and weird and gross yep. so you should have fun with it and it's funny it makes yeah. it makes it less obviously like trying to titillate the audience and more just like useful character to the moment. Character, yeah. yeah.
1: Also, there's a bit which where like it shows does. his hands and he's got like his knuckles scraped up, which I think is a really yeah. nice detail. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: um. We see her hand on the steamed up window of the Impala.
1: <sighs> Presumably her hand. I, yeah. She does the Titanic thing.
0: Oh God, that's what that is, huh? Yep. Yep, you're right. Never mind. You ruined it for me. <laughs> Balthazar.
2: Closed. This is why. This is why you can't just reference things without like it meaning something, because
1: mm-hmm. otherwise it's just dumb. Yeah. This is actually why um, season six did that handprint. because Balthazar yep. was like, so I true. cannot deal with Anna saying these things anymore. So true.
0: Um. He was like, I've seen too many edits. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> Anyway, so then Ruby burns her hex bag and it does fun little f- rainbow colors. I mm-hmm. love Gay Little Fire. Um, so true, bestie. He calls Sam gawky, which is very funny. It is. Yeah. And then, like, I guess the implication once it's revealed that this was their plan is that, like, Ruby was actually supposed to go out here and somehow convince Alistair to come with her. So it turns out she needed to be tortured first. In order to convince him that, that she didn't want this to happen, but whatever.
0: It worked out in the end, I guess.
1: It sure did. Um, I know. Okay, I... actually, now that now that I have it part, this part of the transcript open, it's not just devious little slut; it's devious cowardly little slut.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: wow, the way he says it made me laugh, though.
2: This is this is him at his like most Truman Capote sounding, but like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't hate this guy, because I just love his voice too much.
1: Yeah, he has a really good voice.
0: Like, it doesn't make any sense, but, like, it's good. It's great, and I love it. Demons with distinctive the voices, my beloved.
1: Yeah, there's one line Ruby says here that just, like, sounds stupid to me. She says something like, this angel business is none of our business. I don't yep. know. It just, like, you it couldn't have sound... said that yeah. any other way. It doesn't land yeah, right. Yeah.
0: This It's Ghost Facer's effect. She said, this angel shit is none of our business.
1: They can say shit, can't they? No. They don't they've say shit? shit? They don't oh, say they shit. Say crap. No, they crap. they shit. shit.
0: They can't say shit or fuck. <laughs> or any of the other really fun words.
2: It's funny. In my head, like, using, like, slut in a derogatory fashion is worse than saying shit. It's, like, meaner. It's, like, a worse, like, curse. Yeah, I mean, like, curse. like,
1: shit you just, like, use casually. Yeah, you, you don't, like, and like you're literally a teacher. let the word slut come out. I mean, I don't say it in the classroom. I'm not an idiot. Thanks.
2: <laughs> I'm desensitized to this because I have college teachers who say bullshit all the time.
0: It's so true. Yeah. Um, literally everyone I know swears. I work in a medical clinic, and it's all most of the people can do to not swear at patients. Or in the presence of patients, I guess. Um, but, yeah. I also grew up in the mid-2000s, so like, I know academically that slut and horror are bad words. I'm also just like, they're fun to say. It's true. It's like cunt. <laughs> I'm like, I know I shouldn't say it, but it's fun. <laughs> so I, won't, I don't use them derogatorily, but they're just fun mouthfeel. I'm a simple autism. It's true. I, I find words I like to say, and
1: I just say them. This is also the part in my notes where my where my notes just say I hate you, Eric Kripke, but I don't even know which part that was for. It was probably for the slut line.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Um it I feel like it had been boiling for a while by the time I got to that point. I was like, you know what, I am gonna write this down. Fair enough. I just think I am favorable. gonna take away his pen or typewriter or keyboard.
2: I have complicated opinions on Eric Kripke.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I want that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Start Some merch. crimes
0: can never be forgiven.
2: Um. Anyway, we get a nice parallel here of like the demons talking, and then like Dean talking to an angel. Uriel shows mm-hmm. up in his dream. Um. Calls them cowards.
0: He says, oh, it's so cute when monkeys wear
1: clothes. This is, this is where Uriel says, Cass isn't here. Don't patronize well, he me, say Cass. He says, Castiel, he's not here. See, he has this weakness. He likes you. Which we've yeah, said already, yeah, but yeah, it still yeah. makes me fucking crazy. They did this yeah. in season four, episode 10. Which, We're not like, even halfway established... through season four. He hasn't even been here for half a season.
0: Yeah. We have established that Cass is different from the other angels. Yeah. Like, not only does he act a little bit different than the other angels, um, it's just, that's cause he's autistic. Uh, but he also like, he has more empathy and compassion for Dean and the humans than the other angels do. But the fact that they're already singling him out yep. is insanity inducing yep. and they keep doing it.
1: They keep doing it. They do it like four more times.
2: He's the one who rescued him.
1: <sighs> they just keep saying like, yeah, Cass likes you more than he's supposed to. Cass is not supposed to like you. Cass is not you think Cass supposed volunteer? to feel this way about you.
2: Do you think he got picked, or do you um, think he volunteered?
1: There's
0: some information we get about like how that all went down. It's still very muddy. Um, all right. My interpretation is, well, I don't know if I should even say it before we get to that bit. It's not like big spoilers, but it's...
2: Yeah, it's fine. We can let it sit. Just hold it's off. Just anyway. a, it's fine. Yeah. It's an interesting um, thought that I wanted to float.
0: Yeah. Cast literally, more profound bond.
3: Yep dot dot dot
0: dot 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 humanity
3: Um, oh
0: anyway
2: back to the scene uh uriel's got her grace which i love i love that he's Mm -hmm. had it this whole time um i really like in general the way this show is setting up the like semi-antagonistic yet still on the same side relationship that the boys have to the angels i think it's really cool yeah um -hmm. i love villains that you can't directly fight or that like aren't even necessarily villains but like People on the they same side. They have the same you, goal, but they're willing to do completely with. different yeah,
1: things yeah. to get there. Yeah. My favorite
2: yeah. type of story is when you have a bunch of people who all have the same goal and different methods, and it's mm-hmm. like.
0: White has mentioned this on this podcast before.
2: <laughs> yes, I I'm sure I have because I talk about it all the time. But I think it's really fun to have villains that you can to have antagonists, not even necessarily villains, who like you can team up with and talk to, and are like if if not on your side, at the very least, like, have an understanding with. There's um, a truce it's fun. there. It's fun. It's always fun.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's a truce there. And also, they can't just fight Uriel. Like, I'm sure they would love to just kill him, because he's an asshole. And they hate him. But he's an <laughs> angel. They can't kill angels.
1: Yeah, um, at some point they do ask Anna, like, hey, is there anything that can kill an angel? She's like, nothing we can get right now. Yeah. Smiley face. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> It's good foreshadowing. It is. Presumably.
1: Yeah, they're like I mean, know. That, Eventually that little door open. They're like, "All right, we we've got to be able to do this at some point." So, let's make a little line here implying that there are other things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Anyway, this scene between um Dean and Uriel is just really good. Like it's the, really the antagonism good. between mm-hmm. them. The bit where um, I'm cutting ahead a little bit, but just I want to talk about this. When Dean says, why do you carry your junk list down there? Right. Like a Kendall And Uriel does this little like whoo, 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 laugh. And it's really good. He like turns around. He's got this little smile on his face he's like, oh, you're so funny. I'm going to murder you.
0: Mm-hmm. I love how he another Kripkeism. He goes, oh, you cut yourself a piece of angel yeah. food cake.
2: Yeah. That was the other thing I was going to talk he about. He can just
0: smell it on Dean. Yeah. It's great.
2: Uh, Dean also says "pain in the pooper," which another Kripkeism. Uh
3: huh.
1: Cripty's crying. You can say ass. Right yes, so. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um, there's but it's a, alliteration. There's a bit were like, um, Uriel says Anna committed a serious crime. And Dean says what? Thinking for herself. And as he says thinking, he like points at his own yeah. head. It's really cute. <laughs> Jack Dean Joyce's.
0: Yeah. Jensen Ackles will be like, "Is anyone going to make the cutest meow meow ever?" And not wait for an answer. And That's then not accidentally true. Jack kill Klein him. exists. And then accidentally kin him. So true. Listen, to all the Dean Kinneys out there that inevitably listen to this podcast,
1: (laughs) thank you for your service. Well, I was Dean on Purim, so I will take that. You're welcome. (laughs) To all the motherfuckers who who kin (laughs) Dean, who
0: relate to Dean, who are Dean-coded, who make Dean Winchester Spotify playlists, who dress up as Dean for (laughs) Purim. (laughs) Eldest daughters everywhere.
2: So... Anyway, this is my new DNI um, list. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, the blocking in this scene is really fun near the end when you yeah, like, go like, on walking do it. In circles around it. Yeah, you will first, like, there's a the camera zooms out to show the distance between them, and then Uriel just slowly walks toward him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, um, What's the specific line? Um, Dean's like what can I say I don't break easy and Uriel says oh yes Ugh. and like walks around him lets that really mm-hmm. lets that ellipses linger and says you do when he's right behind him and then says God, you just so, got to know where to apply the right pressure
1: yeah considering so the God. end of this episode and what we find out then uh, lying on the floor yeah, crying
0: this sheds so much this sheds all the light on like Uriel being like well maybe Dean should climb off his high horse And just like, it just throws so much of the rest of this season into light. It's Mm -hmm. so good. Genuinely good writing on on my Supernatural.
2: And extremely excellent acting from Robert Wisdom here. Just being extremely, um, uh, threatening. I was, yeah. I,
0: I love, I'm just, I'm, we know this about me. I've probably overshared enough, but I just love a villain who's just an an asshole and creepy, but generally (laughs) likable.
1: Um then we get the unfortunate torture scene. Yep. Um yeah, which like not. isn't necessarily terrible. I don't want to defend it. I don't like it. Um there's also a foot shot which I really hated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to think
2: about um, it. The the only thing the only thing I do like about this scene is some of the stuff Alistair says. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a, like, there's a funny, the implication here that he's a really old-timey demon is good, because he says, you know the problem with your generation? Instant gratification. Ruby is, like, at least, like, a thousand years old, which implies that Alistair must be ancient. Because the thing Mm -hmm. is, because he is talking about her knife, which is, like, there's, there's not much older than a knife, as far as technology goes. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, he's talking about the magic of the knife, not the fact that it is a knife.
2: Yes, no, I know, but it's, like, it's, a magic knife is less high-tech than a magic gun, is what I mean. It's, like, it's not a new thing, but they're doing the, like, oh, back in my day. Back in my day, we hit people with rocks, (laughs) with magically enchanted rocks.
1: We poked each other with sticks, and we liked it. Also,
2: so, (laughs) is Alistair a Nazi?
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. There's a line that I really hate. Yeah, he says, I haven't been up here since Poland 43, which is very did, explicitly talking did, did about. Did Alistair World work War II in a concentration in the camp? Is that the application I that really the I really hate is this doing? line. I don't know what it's doing here. I hate it.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah.
1: It's you not don't good. need to insert supernatural yeah. things into actual historical tragedies. You just don't need to do that.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: The thing I do like that he says though is um, the sooner you cooperate the sooner I can finish up with this ghastly angel business and return home to my studies. I like that he hates being here. We've never mm-hmm. seen a demon who hates being here. All the other demons like to be on earth. We yeah, talked about this all guy's the time. Extra up. Alistair's like this place is gross. I want to go home and I like that. I like that for him. I think that's yeah.
1: fine.
0: He says what does he say? There's a line um, it's really
1: good. It's a little bit like Explicitly gory, he says. Yeah. Um, nice. It's chilly. No stink of blood or sizzle of flesh or the wet flap of flayed skin. Wet flap uh, which, which flayed slaps. skin.
2: That's good. Um, it's really, really good. There's some poetry there. Nice. I like the w- way those words sounds. Words mm-hmm. sound. Words sound.
0: It's really good. Uh, also, I love the way he says, "I want. I want to return home to my studies." It's just really good. He. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has big Hannibal Lecter vibes in this. He does scene. have big
2: Hannibal Lecter vibes.
3: Mm.
0: I just realized, like, what this was doing to me. I was, it's been tickling the back of my brainstem. stem. Not like that!
1: <laughs>
3: just, you didn't have to say that. I was like, like, this that. reminds me of you
2: something. You didn't have to acknowledge it at all.
0: I, I can't have people thinking these things about me, okay? There's a lot of... I'll let people think things about me, but only if they're true. I gotta try a line
1: somewhere.
2: You um, heard it here first, folks. Anyway.
1: If Ash doesn't deny it, it so, must be true. Fuck
0: you.
2: <laughs> so this was part of the plan, but Sam didn't know this was going to happen.
0: I think he. I think what they expected to happen is Ruby was going to go to the crossroads. Alistair was going to be like, "Okay, cool, show us where they are," and then that was going to happen. But because they, right? Because he decided she got he right, to, right, right, right. Yeah. So like, she was like four hours late. So Sam right. is genuinely distressed.
2: Right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Dean is drinking. Dean says, We've mentioned this. Yeah, mm-hmm. he says it's two a.m. somewhere. Yep, that's not even how. And that Anna says, "Are you okay?" Anna says, "Are you okay?" Mm. No, of course he's not.
0: He's
1: feels drinking.
2: Like these, I, I, I know based on what you've said that the show is never going to like deeply go into like the inherent alcoholism like present in the boy's life. Um, but uh, feels like this episode and the last episode they've been intentionally hitting that like even more than usual.
1: Yeah.
0: There are times where they, they acknowledge it at least, um, but never in like a, never in yeah. a way that is has long lasting effects. Not in the way I know fic writers
1: do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. um and
1: then Cass and Yuri all show up, and Cass says, "Hello, SD. Anna. It's good to see you," which is sweet.
2: It is. Mm-hmm. That's his was, sister. Was Anna in on the plan?
1: I feel like they should have told her. I don't know if they did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like
2: the, the bit where I'm trying to figure out how genuine it is, like the the Dean being like, I'm sorry, Sam being like, why. I think they're all acting in that. Like, I think they mm-hmm. all know what's going on and are playing the, their roles as this trap. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening, but it's kind of unclear. Yeah,
3: I think they're the either
1: acting very convincingly it's... or something else is happening. No. Well,
0: Dean and Sam are. We've established in the last episode that they are good actors. They're good at conning people. Yeah, And Anna, I think, is so, like, she's so, I don't want to say monotone, but, like, the way she holds herself and the way she speaks, it would be very easy to just say the line, and it would sound... Genuine. Yeah, the thing. It wouldn't sound like she's reading from a
3: script.
2: Yeah, the the thing that makes it unclear is like she disappears, so they don't have time they are not able to do like the aftermath conversation with her. But in my Mm -hmm, mind, like Dean and her had enough like blank space together off screen for Dean probably to have told her the plan. In my in Mm -hmm. my head, they told her the plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so then she kisses him goodbye. We cut immediately to Cass watching them kiss. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, I saw that too. You did the best you could. I forgive you, and cut back to Cass, who looks down. Why? Mm-hmm.
2: It's fascinating.
3: I
0: okay, shoot me down. But does it seem like they're trying to imp- imply that Cass and Anna were a thing? I, like, am I don't high? see
1: it. But, like I see because why you would say that, but I don't think they're trying to. Okay, because
0: um, she says, because like he says, yeah, we do have history. Which the fact that she's only talking to Cass and not to Uriel, like implies think, that she and Cass were closer.
3: I think what they were closer. To I don't here. think it's
1: implied that they're, you know, supposed to be a couple coded, because um, okay. what I get off of them is definitely sibling energy, right. um, especially yeah. in in like a later episode. Right? They they have more conversations later when she's back, and oh, yeah. I I don't think that there's like an implication of romantic entanglement, especially because angels aren't supposed to do that. So yeah.
2: I think what and they're truly doing here. Lie
0: if not?
2: I think what they're doing here is Castiel is the good one, right? Castiel is the one with doubts. Castiel, like mm-hmm. Uriel, has said multiple times, like Castiel's heart isn't in this, basically. And I think what they're doing is they're sh- in showing this tender moment between. Anna and Dean, they're showing us the doubts Castiel is having. When she says, Um, I forgive you, and he looks off and, like, down like that, I, what my read on the scene is he is feeling guilty over whether or not this is the right choice, over what they're doing. Yeah. Because, like, the forgiveness aspect of that, the, like, her, seeing her respond to the situation with such grace, like, because in his mind, Dean betrayed her. (laughs) And yes. so her response to it being so, like, she's ready to do this and, it, like, she's, like, not scared in a way that's, like, even sadder maybe than if she did, like, freak out at Dean. Like, the fact that mm-hmm. she seems so ready to mm-hmm. just go and has accepted that is very sad. And Yeah, and he,
1: he totally has respect it, for like, her in a way that Uriel yeah. no longer does. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I can see that and I... I... That yeah, so like I, I guess the the intended
1: like read of the scene is that like Cass feels bad about Anna, um, but the fact that like this comes in the same episode as he has this weakness he likes you makes this crazy. This was a crazy yeah. way to do this, and those things
2: those things tie together. Just looking at it from, like, how I think they were, what they were trying to do here in terms of their yeah, setting up. Yeah, like, he off. has
1: feelings that he yeah. isn't supposed to, which, yeah, like, the exactly. fact that he has feelings at all is what he isn't supposed to be feeling. Yeah. yeah. But in the hindsight of Destiel, yes. Um, yes, like, yes. it's very yes. clearly like, what implication we we're going to end up reading this with.
0: It, it should be stated, a lot of the things that we read and make jokes about being L are only that way when you look at it through that lens. Yeah. If you're not looking at it through the lens of a man of normativity and Destiel with the benefit of hindsight knowing what is going to happen to Cass's character Yes, like, and I, they I don't fully... read is inherently romantic. No, this is not to you. Wyatt. this <laughs> no, is no, 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 just to no. our No, I'm just.
2: I just wanted to say I fully support all of these readings. I'm just yeah. here to do my best to try to be the person who is looking at it through a different lens, so we can no, have yeah, some. Absolutely. So we can fresh have some. Um, we
1: appreciate fresh, fresh eyes, eyes and
2: Wyatt. so different readings on these yeah, scenes. Even I though always... I love the way you two are like reading into this, I think it's great.
0: And I always like. I always. When I'm looking at, like, ship, I think it's cause, just because I'm a I When I look at a ship, or when I look at an interaction between two characters who are shipped together, I always see both sides. I see the non-amatonormative and the amatonormative side. Like, that's just how my brain works. Um, and a lot of the time, it's like, nothing is inherently romantic.
2: Human relationships know? are complicated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no such thing as something that is inherently romantic. Kissing can be platonic. Sex is not always romantic, etc. So, there's... Just to get up on my soapbox for a second, fandom has this problem of being like, oh, that's not what friends do. Which is not true. Friends will do literally anything because that's how relationships work. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to, like, I don't know, make that known that, like, this is not...
1: Yeah, when <laughs> we say, like, oh, going- they would never look at each other like that if not. Like, we're not actually yeah. saying people don't look at each other like that unless... But
0: Yeah, we are intentionally looking through this lens, and we recognize that other lenses exist. Um, Just in case there was any doubt about that.
2: I have one counterpoint to you, Ash. What's that? Having a gay sword fight with your rival and tilting their chin up with your sword is inherently romantic.
0: I don't know, it can be purely sexual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Arrow aloes are out there. And they are having erotic sword fights with their gay... Right- Valid. I was just Thought trying to think sure of, like, me. a
2: thing... I was trying to think of a joke response to that. No, so.
0: you're absolutely... It was a good one. It was a good one.
2: Anyway... Too bad
0: I already had a second counter-argument. Yeah, it was argument. a good
2: counter-argument. I've been Ace, defeated. you defeated Objection. me in this verbal sword fight you've had. You are now tilting my shit up with your with your word blade.
1: Exactly, Right in front yes. of my salad.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this fight scene happens. Um, It's great. Actually, I guess before that, um, uh, we get another good like Uriel, just complete like disdain. He says, you pussing sore, Um, Mm -hmm. which is very good, like a vicious mouthfeel to it as a thing to to Uh tell someone to call someone.
0: And Alistair says name calling. That hurt my feelings, you sanctimonious yeah. fanatical. I trick. love
2: these two. I want There's I want so much to read, fun together. Yeah, I wanna I want to read fic of like these two, like not romantically, but just like meeting through periods of history and just having intense hatred for each other.
0: Sorry, I'm gonna make another Doctor Who reference, but it's very much the Daleks and the Cybermen meeting each yeah. other and just having a fucking yeah. throw down. <laughs> Which this is, is, great, is not is
2: war. Great. This is pest, this is pest control. Control. Yeah. One of the greatest lines in TV history.
0: Followed closely by there is what the Cybermen are superior to Daleks in only one respect. You are better at dying.
2: Ugh, uh, that absolutely so no <laughs> concept
1: of elegance. This is obvious.
0: God so, <laughs> That is the sub- <laughs> like literally nothing any it nothing else matters in Doctor Who. It's just that scene for me.
2: I think about that scene all the time. That scene rules so hard.
0: If two big bads are going to be meeting each other and fighting, there has to be like a rap battle.
3: Yeah, they have to fucking
0: say words to each other, and it's got to be great. That's it's just required. Otherwise, you're otherwise you're you're not you're not fulfilling. Well, that's not true. You can
2: mess it up, but it should inherently it is always good. It's hard to mess up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love when villains fight. Anyway, speaking of fighting, we get this big dust up.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait. Before that, though, um, Cass says, "I'm sorry," which is something he says a lot. And Anna says, Mm -hmm. "No, you're not. Um, You don't know the feeling." Which
3: (laughs) doesn't mean to him, he does know the Uh. feeling.
1: He's not supposed to. So you're right in that. But yeah, it is really good. It's good
2: Um, to further set up the like difference between like angels and humans, and like her mm -hmm. unique perspective on having been an angel and now being a human.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. feelings he is says, like a key theme of this episode. Um, he says, "Still, we have a history. It's just..." and she cuts him off and says, "Orders are orders. I know." <sighs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah. And he is sorry, and she just said, "I forgive you to Dean," but she can't. She won't say it to him
0: because she thinks he doesn't care about being forgiven. <sighs>
1: Castiel, oh, my blarbo. <laughs> Yeah, so then they have their little fight scene. Um, It is good. I like the exorcism bits um, and the reverse exorcisms. I do think it's stupid when they just punch each other.
2: (laughs) Castile does this, like, uppercut to Alistair that's really funny. It's like an open palm uppercut.
1: It's so funny. Yeah, I think that was him trying to exorcise him the way that um, Uriel is doing exorcisms with the palms to the forehead thing that angels do, but for some reason it doesn't work. I don't know what was up with that.
0: Yeah, um
3: He's too
2: powerful.
0: hmm I guess. Cass isn't leveled up enough yet. The way
2: the, the way Alistair goes, why don't you go run to daddy is very good. He's
0: so good. He's such he's so much. And then um Alistair starts exercising Cass, which is it's, so good. It's sick. Yeah. The this the fact that this never like I don't think this ever comes up again, but the idea that someone with the knowledge could literally force an angel out of someone's body, if presumably only if the angel were under a certain power level.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's, it's so much. It's really it's so much, It's incredible. Uh, I want to continue to shout out Mark Rolston for how much he's chewing the scenery here. You had such promise!
0: It's so good.
2: In the background, Uriel's just single-handedly taking down the two Absolutely. other demons yeah uh, but yeah, in doing he's so, he's too distracted. It. and Ru uh, not Ruby, and Anna gets her grace back, which is like which looks like the demon smoke, but it's like ethereal in white and blue instead mm-hmm. of black. It's great. The parallels continue, mm-hmm. and it like mm-hmm. sucks into her the same way.
0: yeah, it's really great. Sorry for the background noise. Alex is opening up a nerf gun.
2: that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, one thing I think is funny is like, again, in a very anime thing, it's like they can't interrupt her power up. It's like Uriel mm-hmm. just kind of stands there and stares at her. It's like just, just, just run over to her, tackle her, try to stop it, but he doesn't.
0: She'll probably she's a, literally about does. to like explode. Yeah, she's more powerful than him, so like. No, but I mean, like, he actually... should
2: have tried to interrupt the process.
0: I don't. I don't think it would have worked, and I think he probably knew that.
3: Uh, an fair.
0: angel, an angel regaining or losing their grace is a very, very powerful yeah thing.
2: I, just, like, I don't know. Buildings. The vibe I got was there could have been a moment.
1: Um, oh, probably. But...
2: Anyway, yeah, she's like, close your eyes. Is like burning with holy light. It's sick.
1: It's really yeah. Good. This is one of and like I the love screenshots how- of cosmic horror when she's like glowing and screaming. Yeah, oh, really uh,
2: Alistair gets annihilated by it.
1: Mm-hmm. Cass is, I love
0: how Cass and Uriel don't have to close Cass their eyes. Cass just really stares
2: good. into it, it's Cass cool, is it's good. Cass literally,
0: yeah, he's, the wind is like blowing his hair, I just love the look of, on Cass's face, yeah. it's like, oh shit, but also good, you know, it's really good. Micro expressions. Yeah.
1: Go mm-hmm. off, Mr. Collins.
2: And then they it's over. Mm-hmm. They won, they did it, their plan worked. It's
1: Good job, boys.
2: Dean taunts Uriel here, here is like, go get Anna, unless, of course, you're scared. Uriel's like, this isn't over. Dean says, oh, it looks over to me, Junkless. <laughs> and then off they go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> Dean's like, what took you so long? She's like, sorry, I'm late. I was only being tortured. Literally. Yeah, Dean, she was only being tortured. Yeah. Um, oh, God, then, then Sam says, so I guess she's some big-time angel now, huh? She must be happy. And Dean goes, I doubt it. Oh, yeah. Which is so good because, first of all, he knows that she didn't want to be an angel again. And second of all, the idea that she would be happy when angels are apparently not supposed to feel anything. Ooh. And then the use of the word doubt specifically lines to make my brain go very, very fast. Um, Literally. It's really good. I thought the episode would end there, but it doesn't. We cut instead to a beer commercial.
0: This is one of the times where Dean and Sam end an episode by drinking beer while sitting on the Impala.
1: Yeah. Um, but this is this is a good scene. I forget. <laughs> this is I, a scene that I will forgive for being very uh, sitting on the car, drinking beer together because it also makes me cry, like literally cry, like tears on my face, cry. So. Oh my God. So, uh, Dean's like you're not curious. Sam says, "Of course, I'm damn curious, but you're not talking, and I'm not pushing, which is nice." Sam has learned to respect Dean's boundaries. Um, and then Dean segues in by saying that it, first of all, it was 40 years, and then he says the part about the 30 years, and then he broke. Um, and he delivers this monologue. I Meanwhile, Sam is just kind of like taking this in in the background. He says. Um, Dean like you held out for 30 years That's longer than anyone would have <sighs> um, I guess hold that thought And then Dean is like fully crying at this point And he says how I feel this inside me I wish I couldn't feel anything Sammy I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing <sighs> Which makes yeah. the Anna paralleling and Well reverse parallel um, mm-hmm. Perpendicularing <laughs> like really like really hit home because Anna fell from being a perfect angel to being a human because she wants to feel all these messy horrible things uh included with the good things I mean while Dean is like I don't want to feel anything I wish I could not have any emotions peak depression yeah my notes for this scene that was all off the tome my notes are actually just say freckles and then a frowny face
0: <laughs> I literally just have wham scribbled what? into
1: it. Yeah, I I was crying too hard to take notes. Like my page is wet here. Um he's he's tearing himself apart, you know? Hell tore him apart and then they finally stopped doing that literally and he started doing it to himself.
3: Yeah. And so my... like
1: anything any analysis of Dean like has to take into account the difference between pre-Hell and post-Hell Dean, because this is a horrible, horrible, traumatizing things to go through, and it completely changes his sense of self. And it explains more of why he doesn't feel like he deserved to be saved. Um, Not just, like, his generalized self-loathing from pre-hell, but, like, specifically, he spent the last ten years torturing people. And then after all that, an angel came in and said, I'm taking you with me. Put a hand on his shoulder, and brought him back to the world.
2: (sighs) Um... Sorry. I'm sitting here like thinking too much about the metaphysics of hell to like, <laughs> I, I am, this scene emotionally resonated with me, but the thing I'm mostly thinking about is like all the stuff we've talked about before about like people who do violence and like the, like cop stuff of this show a little bit. And which is why mm-hmm. I brought up the Stanford prison experiment and also um, thinking about uh, the, um, Paulo Freer, I'm thinking about Paulo Freer, uh, his book, Pedago- Pedagogy of the Oppressed.
1: Oh, I um, have that sitting behind me.
2: the, oh, hey, shoutouts. Paulo Freer has, in his, like, okay, <laughs> I, it's Paulo Freer Corner. Um, Paulo Freer was a, a, Brazilian, like, teacher and philosopher, um, who was a, like, a ad- I'll just read, leading advocate of critical pedagogy, which is to say he thought a lot about education and education not in the like school system sense, but in the like teaching people how to understand the world sense. Um, and in his famous book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, wrote a lot about how um, dehumanization is at the heart and, and like individuals. Objectifying individuals at the heart of oppression and the issues in history of a lot of revolutions of the oppressed once again becoming the oppressors is because I'm just going to read this line here um is easy for the oppressed to fight their oppressors only to become the polar opposites of what they currently are in other words this just makes them the oppressors and starts to cycle all over again to be fully human they must identify the oppressors they must identify them and work together to seek liberation the next step in liberation is to understand what the goal of the oppressors is etc 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 um it's like yeah the goal the way to it's it's like restorative justice versus um uh retributive justice basically and the reason why I'm talking about all this is because I think it's fascinating that hell turns its torture victims into its torturers and that yeah. relationship between harm being done to you resulting in you doing harm to other people and the arbitrariness of that, which, um, again, brings things back around to the Stanford Prison Experiment of like making people into arbitrarily making dividing up. People Who are just people into the dehumanized categories of prisoners and guard where neither neither a prisoner or a guard symbolically is fully human. They are both like parts of a system um, and like the way Dean has been like systematized or like ground down by the like um, carceral system of hell and was then made into one of its oppressors is very interesting to me. And the show probably isn't going to dig into it to the extent that I'd be interested in it digging into that, but I don't know.
1: It, there's at least one episode that really digs into this more that I'm saving most of my discussion for, because there's cool. lots of tasty meat in that episode. Um, so you don't have to wait too long for that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I had a point.
2: Sorry, I just fully went off.
3: Oh, yeah. You're so dead, this is this, this is where we learn about,
1: about, like, the process of becoming a demon is that first you are tortured until you agree to become a yeah. torturer. And in that process, eventually you stop being a human being. Like, there's, there's something being said about torture here that Supernatural usually doesn't make when it's human beings doing the torturing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, by dehumanizing others, you are dehumanizing yourself in a very literal yeah. sense here.
2: Which is, like, we... We make fun of this show and it's metaphysics and morality a lot. But this hits for me. Like, this is, this is my belief also. Like, this, I feel aligned with the show in this moment.
1: Yeah, like, it's interesting like the it's, way that, like, in a metaphysical setting, it, it lets itself make claims about, like, carceral systems that it would never yeah. make about human systems.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the dehumanization cuts both ways.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And therefore like the concept that like he was quote tortured for 30 years and then he stopped being tortured whereas like clearly that 10 years bothers him more it than was the 30 emotional years torture. Ever did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the deal offered is that we we stop torturing you and let you torture yourself. Um, and therefore, in theory, if he hadn't been saved, the only way to stop being tortured is to become a demon, and therefore you no longer care that you're doing it. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only way out.
0: And I think also that the growing of apathy is yeah. the way the soul transforms metaphysically into a demon. And this is all just yeah. cop shit. Like, it's a coping all it, mechanism. This is all...
2: This is, this is just what being a cop is like, of mm-hmm. the way you are trained to like, see the people around you as something different and, like, not necessarily less than, that may be too much of an exaggeration, but as, like, potential threats at the very least in a way that further Mm -hmm. isolates you from humanity. It's... it's The show is not saying this, but it's, like, the way we've talked about the boys already, like, constantly doing cop stuff and Mm -hmm. the way Dean was literally turned into a... Like distributor or distributor of like carceral like quote unquote justice, uh, mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. And also very sad for him.
1: Mm-hmm. God, I can't wait for head of a pin. <laughs>
2: I think with all of this heady stuff, unless there's anything else for you two to talk about, we should probably wrap things up. We've been going for oh, a while.
1: Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's the end of uh... my notes. I think. Yeah, mine too.
2: All right. Uh, no after facts because it's all the same actors in this episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice okay uh, so, so... Yeah,
2: thank you very much for listening um please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice and uh like we said at the top of the episode please write in if you have any any questions if we get oh yeah did we want to answer did... we had things to oh yeah we should all right let me do let that me if we're gonna do that inbox. we should do that inbox we can't we're not yes. free yet we have an extra All segment right. we've
1: got three males in the inbox one of them says i absolutely adore you guys do you have a ko or anything i would love to support the show smiley face thank you very much um we don't currently because do money yeah, it's, is complicated
2: it is complicated <laughs> we might um, if there's enough groundswell like it'd be nice to I'll i'll say right here it's a it's a net loss doing a podcast because you have to pay for hosting And it would Mm -hmm. be nice to be able to at least recoup that cost,
1: but yeah, like in theory, it would would be very nice. But yeah, we got to get taxes. I'm not using my real name, Um, so like in theory, I'd have to dox myself to at least two people, Um, which like it's fine. I trust Ash and Wyatt, but it is like part of the consideration. Um, Mm -hmm. And like yeah, it's it's complicated. So we don't currently have any way to give us money. But um, I love you. (laughs) Follow us on every platform. Yeah, we'll if I think if it becomes like people
0: actually express interest in, say, wanting you know Patreon exclusive episodes like More Civilized Age does or things like that, then we can actually consider it more seriously. But um, until that happens, we can just thank you for the appreciation and you can uh, just support us and send us mail, send us and words of affirmation, and give us yeah. Sarah's
2: sweet, sweet serotonin. Um, yeah, 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 the very, tell your friends this to listen is, this is basically uh-huh. just an excuse for us to hang out and talk about this show once a week. And the fact that anybody listens to it all is always a surprise to me to think about. So thanks if you're listening. Yeah.
1: That's whenever cool. someone I like messages it. me is like, oh, I was listening to the latest episode and here's my thoughts. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that people actually listen uh-huh. when I click post. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Can I move to the next ask? Yes. Yep. All right. This one says this is a bit off topic, but would you all consider doing a special episode on the formation of the CW as a network and how that influenced the show? The WB UPN fusion is so interesting to me. Since SPN has so much meta-text, so it's almost a TV show about being a TV show. It seems interesting to consider the structuring of its parent network (parentheses S networks), and maybe the stru- maybe the structure of American television programming in general. This is why fascinating. This seems like your field. <laughs> this,
2: I mean, yeah. This would be fun to do. I would want if we did a special episode. I want to at least drag you guys into it to help me out a little bit.
1: Maybe we could um, do that during our fiftieth. Yeah. Mm, yeah. A- that could That's be part of our retrospective. A- um, also, this person, the person who asked this, was anonymous. But like, if you want to come off and and you seem knowledgeable about this, if you want to message us about maybe maybe guest starring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also yeah, might have a look and see if I could
2: find because like I bet someone's done a video essay on this. I may just we might just be able to like link someone who has already done all this work, and then, like, I don't know if we watch yeah, it and then it. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, will figure something out. I think it is a really interesting conversation. I'm... I'm mm-hmm. The structure and existence of Supernatural as a TV show and the fact that it's gone on for so long and the fandom around it and the fact that it was supposed to end at season five are all things that we're probably going to be talking a lot about once mm-hmm. season five is over and also yeah. in that retrospective, so... Keep your, yeah. keep your ears out, I guess. Um, But yeah, not off the table is a thing I am deeply interested in anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Okay, the last ask currently in our inbox says, dismayed to find so few notes on your query regarding transcripts because I find them extremely helpful due to intermittent audio- auditory processing and time issues. Possibly interested in helping out with transcripts, but afraid of finding myself unable to fulfill a 100% commitment. What are you looking for in a volunteer? Love the idea and looking forward to more. Um.
0: Oh yeah, this was... This was in reference to a post we made on Tumblr, which maybe yeah. we should have talked about on the show um, about doing transcripts in order to make our show more accessible um, which is
2: hard to do considering we have really long episodes that we do once that, a yes. week and also it's like it's hard work to be a transcriber yeah, yeah. and we, we all already money. do
0: yeah, we all already do so much stuff just to get the episodes up. I don't know if the three of us could manage to do transcription work.
3: Especially now when um, I start grad school.
0: No, absolutely. Um, I work full time now, like <laughs> Emma's working a lot. Um, yeah. And we did talk about it briefly at the beginning of the show um, while we were trying to figure out logistics. And it's like, it doesn't feel good to uh, have someone do that hard work without compensating them, um, which is why we were asking for volunteers. I know there, I have heard about, like, Discord servers and things like that that are entirely volunteer-run transcription services. Um, So, I mean, if that's something people would benefit from, first of all, which, of course, um, we want to make this podcast as accessible as possible. It's just, we're three people, (laughs) we're an incredibly small team, and half the time we can't even get the episodes up on time without a little bit of panic. We do
2: this for (laughs) negative money.
0: Exactly. We do this because we enjoy it. Um, So I guess what I'm trying to say is if people would be okay lending us their time and their energy um, in order to help make this podcast more accessible, we would love to have you. Um, I also don't think one person can do the job.
2: Yeah, it's sort of a... It's not not a catch-22, that's the wrong word, but it's a difficult situation in both directions because what we love all the episodes to be transcribed, yes. Mm-hmm. Would we love people to do that for free? No. Do mm-hmm. we have the money to pay people to do that? Also, not really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, if it, if it, yeah, I think if it came down to it, but we wouldn't be able to pay, like, actually decently. Yeah, it yeah, feels is, like the overlap
1: hard. between, like, hey, we want to give you money, and hey, so we want a transcript, is, like, if you love our show, you could maybe volunteer to transcribe. <laughs>
2: I guess that's Um, true. Like,
1: (laughs) take out the middleman. No money. Um, And like,
0: yeah. So long as people are like volunteering, it doesn't feel bad to me. Um, Especially because yeah, I just I'm just socially
2: anxious and feel difficult asking anybody to do anything for me.
0: You're valid, (laughs) and that's why if you if you are interested, you want to volunteer, you have um, any kind of resources for us, please shoot them our way. Um, because this has been something that's been on our minds since this show's inception.
2: Yeah, it also would be genuinely useful for us because we could look at oh, past absolutely. conversations.
0: Yeah. yeah, it would be so much easier for. Oh my god! Like, if we could searchable, scan, my god, yeah, yeah, it would make life a lot easier for um, all of us. And so, like um, but no in pressure. theory,
1: if you are someone who volunteers to create a transcript and you just like do this out of your own wonderful free will and um, free time, I guess. And you like type it up for us, you can email that email us, message us on any of our platforms, like tell us, hey, I've got something for you and we can look that over and that would be amazing. But Mm -hmm. like nobody is obligated to do this and we don't have like the position to like contract you into.
2: And we talk so much.
1: We do. We
0: talk so much.
1: (laughs) And we talk over each other so much. Uh huh. It's so bad.
0: I mean I I do it's like transcribing a McElroy podcast. I do
2: my best to Make that more legible when it happens, but yeah, it's true. I also don't. I also like. It doesn't. We don't need to dig into the meat of like the editing process of this show right now.
1: We can have a moment Um, to appreciate all that Wyatt does for us backstage. Yes, so true. I would clap, but I feel like that would be bad audio. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know.
2: Anyway, um, that's everything, right? Those are all the.
1: That was all our asks.
2: All right, cool. Well, they've been answered. Um, so yeah, if you also want us to answer your questions here, write in with questions and comments mm-hmm. and words of affirmation and other things. We we love So them. as
1: usual, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr. You can email us at wordofgodcast.gmail.com. And you can probably DM us on TikTok, although I don't know that for sure.
2: And also on Twitter, yeah. I guess. And on Twitter.
1: Yeah, you yeah. can
0: add us on Twitter, I guess.
2: Or or DM um, us. I don't know. Yeah. You
1: can we do we know. follow do we follow the Word of Godcast hashtag? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how Twitter works.
0: I have a
2: I have a, <laughs> I have a a thing to admit. I hate like Twitter. Like an alert. I um, only I only I go you're on say the you Twitter have an alert when, set when someone tweets No.: us. No. I only go on the Twitter to post that the episode goes up. I should probably look at it. I can just kind of lump Twitter I only go on I'm there when I want to person. see social what Jared
0: doos. Padalecki is doing.
2: <sighs> Speaking of talking over each other sorry anyway thank you for listening um so next week (laughs) right yeah next week we're talking yeah go on what are we talking about next next week?
0: week we're talking about uh episodes 11 and 12 both monster of the week episodes very fun a good reprieve after the plot um the first is family remains which is fun and Chris Angel is a douchebag, which, <laughs> which is more fun. An incredible episode. <laughs> it, I cannot wait. Great. Um, it's very fun. And then we get into more. I think it's plot. The rest of the well after school specialists.
1: It's just hit really after good. hit after hit. Is the point?
0: It is hit after hit after hit after hit. The rest of season four is so good, you guys. I'm so excited. My brain is melting out of my ears.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway, until then. Uh, we're Mm -hmm. going to be standing outside our car, sobbing about our emotional problems.
1: Oh my God, I'm looking through the end of season four again. Every single episode is giving me another worm in the brain, so stay tuned. Stay
0: tuned. Just another worm in the brain. That's not how that song goes, but you know. All
2: in all, it's just uh, another worm in the brain.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bye. The music used on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution sharealike 3.0 international license. Find the link in the episode description.